What's up, guys? Welcome back to Kind of Funny's Batman in Review. That's right. We are ranking and reviewing every theatrically released Batman movie. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the big dog, Kevin Coelho. <laughs> Look at him. He looks crazy. I love it. How's the that Nitro Rifle? Normal. Andy Cortez. That's my CEO right there. <laughs> the producer <laughs> slash seducer in, in, a, in a new room. Yeah, you know Wow, uh, new room, Nick. I know. Before we go over to my, my room, which it looks amazing, and thank you to everyone, especially Kevin who got me all this gear and Tim who got me all this stuff. It looks great. Awesome. What I'm more, just putting a pin in that, what I'm more disturbed about is how good the makeup is. I don't know if that's like makes him crazier that it's spot on. Or you know what I mean? Like, no, I mean I think it, what, forehead where it's kind of wiped away. Yeah, yeah. but I, I feel like what it is is it tells you how cool the makeup was in the Joker, where you have to imagine that Greg literally just went like this with the white makeup till it was rubbed in, and that's what that's what the Joker did. And for audio listeners, no. we do have Greg the Joker Miller. Hello, Tim. How are you? I'm good. I'm really enjoying your your short sleeve shirt, which is just awesome. Yeah, show, show us the gun show there, because this. Yeah, I don't have many purple shirts. It turns out, so I had to throw on. Oh, you can't see. You can't see it on the stream. You have to go one. like this. There it is. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a casual Joker. You know? it really you know, it's the Greg Miller interpretation, isn't mm-hmm. it? I mean, it's it's very much like Into the Spider-Verse. Anybody can wear the mask, right? Yeah. You just have to put it on and say, fuck the world. That's all it is. Greg, that was the message Greg, of Into the Spider-Verse. That's the message here. Andy Cortez, kindoffunny.com. I picture this Joker like refilling his coffee and like, oh, hey, Beth, how's it going? Good. Yeah. <laughs> this Joker is definitely on time for the 10 a.m. meeting. Yeah. Sure, this is, uh, sure. He's this got is... places to go, things to do. Semi future spoilers, but it's reality, so it kind of gets weird. But Joker is the only character to to win two uh, Academy Awards for Best Actor, like the portrayal of that character. So we have two different actors that have won Best Actor for portraying the Joker. Is Greg going to be the Number third three. in this in review? Right I don't know, man. I'm feeling pretty good amazing. about this. I'm feeling good about this because this like is we got a in review. Like Greg I was saying, list. you can watch it live. Man. Why do you wait for Tim to talk and then you start talking, Tim? (laughs) (laughs) Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, or you can watch it later on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. If you want to listen to it, we're there as a podcast. Just search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny in review. We'll be right there. If you want to get the show ad free, patreon.com slash kind of funny is where you want to be, just like our Patreon producers, James Davis at James Davis makes Andrew Feisner and making his debut. We have a third gentleman, and his oh name God. is Jeremy Zuccarello. Yeah, what do you, yes. what do you got Zook. for me, Jeremy oh Zuccarello? Zuki, easy. Zuki, Zuki's good. Yeah. He's yeah. Zuki, that's amazing. Zookeeper, can we do that? Zookeeper, oh, oh, wow. yeah, that's good. That's good right we there. Let the animals out. Let the animals we out. Built, we built a zoo. <laughs> a little housekeeping for you extra life is happening this week community stream hosting starts friday at 1 p.m pacific and ours starts saturday november 7th 10 a.m to 10 p.m you go to kindoffunny.com slash extra life to sign up or donate whole bunch of shenanigans are sure to be had very exciting stuff we're going to be streaming a bunch of games we're just going to be hanging out it's going to be a good time so we'll see you there all day on saturday but today 
we are talking about the Dark Knight. Now, before I even get into it, I just want to put uh, a little uh, PSA out there about this show in review. We're, we've heard the feedback. We've been talking about a lot of the, the stuff behind the scenes and with you guys about this show. We're trying to get a format that's a bit more consistent going forward across all the different shows. So for the rest of Batman, uh, we are going to not do all of the podcasts within a podcast. We're going to save the majority oh. of the, the ranking things. Uh, the ranking of the Batman, the ranking of the Batmobiles, the ranking of the Alfreds, the ranking of the the Robins and the Jokers and the this and the that's all that stuff. We're going to keep for a final bonus episode after Batman in review has concluded. Greg Miller from Kind of Funny. I'd like you to show the respect it deserves and call it Rock and Robin. We will we will <laughs> save Rock you. and Robin. Can we hear the theme song one more time for Rock and Robin. Oh sure, sorry, one last time a send off. You know what I mean? <laughs> one last time. <laughs> The worst Joker laugh. I, I'm calling that one right now. <laughs> um, yep, yep. Thank you. Super loud. So loud. Goodbye, Rocket Robin. <laughs> we hardly knew you. We'll see you in a few weeks. I don't know how many goddamn Batman movies are left. Now, here's the thing. As, as a little... That fact to go along with that rock and Robin intro in one draft of the script, a reference to Robin being related to Rachel Dawes was considered. Uh, the character of Dick Grayson was not explicitly mentioned. However, Rachel Dawes is revealed as being a relative of the Grayson family. Christopher Nolan had it removed because he didn't want to build up hope about Robin appearing in a future movie. Mm, that was smart. Yeah, I agree. Especially how, how much they fuck it up next time around. No future spoilers. Oh, no future Lord. spoilers. God, I can't wait for it. I can't wait for today. Let's stay in the moment, everybody, because we're talking about The Dark Knight, released on July 18th, 2008. Ledger died on January 22nd, 2008, some months after he completed filming and six months before the film's release wow. from a toxic combination of prescription drugs, leading to intense – leading to intense – well, leading to intense attention – from the press and movie going public. All of Ledger's scenes appear as he completed them in the filming. In editing the film, Nolan added no digital effects to alter Ledger's actual performance. Uh, Nolan decided to dedicate the film in part to Ledger's memory. Directed that was one once of those again. moments, man. Like I, you know, I think I know. Obviously, so many, we, most of us, if not all of us, probably watching it, lived through it or remember it to some extent. But I remember, like, that was a moment, the first time at IGN, where, like time stopped where it was like a full stoppage of like i remember i i remember it was the old brisbane office with the giant high desk and somebody on the guide side shouted it out and it was like what and everybody was immediately just dead quiet in the office and on the internet trying to figure out what's going on and then we all had that moment you have where you feel like an asshole because we were all like wait does anybody know are they still filming stuff for that like where you were selfish like wait a minute (laughs) did they finish it's it, yeah i i you know we had that a, a lot lately i feel and it's not even I don't, I don't go into the realm of selfishness as much as it is like you know how much everybody's looking forward to that performance yeah, that's what that you performance do kind of thing you know what i mean and, but it was that i mean and you still this day you wrestle with that of like when so, when a celebrity dies and you're like wait like carrie like, fisher, right? on something yeah carrie fisher uh even chadwick boseman stuff like that you wonder uh and you know there's definitely we saw with bose uh chadwick obviously a bunch of people who went the wrong direction i think in terms of trying to get seo and urls and stuff like that but i remember that being such a fucking holy shit moment let alone the fact that this then came out at e3 i remember it came out during e3 and like there was a a bunch of ign people who went to see it at midnight and i i, I didn't because i want i had people to see it with when i got home i saw it at midnight it was crazy um yeah i know <laughs> this, the sad thing well that was the one <laughs> That we saw that midnight showing. I think we've told the story, but that was the one That's where like, the fire the, alarm went off. Yeah, right? the fire alarm went off, and I was like, what the fuck? Is this movie so good? It's like creeping into real life. Um, 
the sad thing about it is that he just never got to see it all. And that that's yeah. what really kind of bums me out is that, you know, like Sean Connery just passed away. And that's that's sad. But Sean Connery lived a full life. He was 90 years old. He had done yeah. a lot of great movies, um, with a lot of not so great movies. But, but are, you know, <laughs> never forget, never forget The Rock. What up? And all of the what obvious. The fuck? The Rock? Great movie. No, no. Yeah, that's what I meant. Never that, forget The yeah. Rock. That's a great movie. The Rock. And the Hunt for October. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. League movie. of Extraordinary Gentlemen. We don't talk about. Fantastic we movie. Talk about that movie. 10 out of 10. Podcast. Um, yeah, it but, was you know, such, it was such it was such a weird place in time because I it was MySpace that was sort of taking over the news and like that's how I was kind of keeping up with it because I was looking at all my friends' statuses being posted on MySpace and it just kind of like points you at like what was happening in the world at that time and where we went for our social media news. Yeah, and yeah, this is one of those midnight viewings that me and my friends went to uh, when we had just moved to Austin. And uh, again, this is that movie that we watched, we're blown away by. And then we were like, oh, wait, his next movie is about espionage inside of dreams. Like that was like this is kind of like that big introduction to Nolan where we had um, we had the prestige and stuff like that. But The Dark Knight was really the movie that kind of like, oh, shit, this guy's on another level right now. So yeah, once again, directed by Christopher Nolan, music by Hans Zimmer and James Newton Howard. The Batman theme is heard only twice in this movie as composers Hans Zimmer and James Newton Howard decided that a heroic theme that a viewer could hum would overlook the complexity and darkness of the character. Hearing the tune only twice would create what Zimmer calls a musical foreshadowing. God, they're cool. Do you know which moments those were? Because I think one of them is the SWAT team moment. I think you hear that where he like Mm -hmm. kicks the guys out. He does a little weird woo, 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 with the rope and then kicks him out the side. So cool. And then I think the other one was when he when he killed when he uh, kidnaps the guy from China. Is right? it the end? Yeah, I feel like that's right. Oh, maybe it is the end. God, you mean the world's think, best ending? Yeah, yeah ending I'm pretty sure that's the ever. Yeah. God. There was also wasn't there a shooting involved in one of the movie theaters when this first yeah. came out? The yeah, kid with the red hair. Yeah. yeah, I think that was. I, if I remember correctly, though, after like some some stuff came out that it was less about. It was unfortunate because I think it was less about the Dark Knight movie and just about it just being he just wanted the movie the theater that was full, right? Mm. Like I don't think it was that he was specifically like, I'm 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 doing this movie like targeting Chaos this movie Joker. specifically. Yeah, I think he just was unfortunately. Mm. People in chat are saying that was Rises. Yeah, it was. Oh, right. Oh, was the Aurora shooting that was yeah, yeah Aurora yeah, Colorado was, was during Rises with Bane. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I'm sorry to turn it back. This movie is amazing. <laughs> so uh, a budget of $185 million, a box office of over a billion dollars. Batman Begins made $373.6 million. So think about that. That is a ridiculous increase. It made more money than Batman Begins' entire domestic run in only six days of release. With over a billion dollars in revenue, it became the highest grossing film of 2008, the first comic book movie to reach a billion dollars. Which think about that contextually. That's insane. Oh, crazy. And it is now the 47th highest grossing film of all time. At the time of release, it was the fourth. God, that's insane. That's the crazy right? part. Is cool. that these numbers Marvel. have just gone and gone and gone. Yeah, Marvel. <laughs> Man, crazy that's shit. That's the Marvel effect taking over. Uh, I saw a really cool um, interview, just like a little snippet for with um, Christian Bale sort of on a red carpet and them saying, hey, uh, what do you want to say to Robert Pattinson now that he's taken over the role as Batman? And he was like, Oh, just Good make it your you. own. He was like, yeah, go fuck. Oh, <laughs> I'm thinking of the quote. I can't think I'm of trying the- to do a scene here with Bryce. Oh, good for you. Yeah. And that was, he was like, Robert Pattinson, um, you make it your own. 
don't worry about what the haters are saying because when Heath was cast as Joker, all the backlash was there, and nobody believed that he could ever do this role. And look at it. It's one of the best roles in Hollywood history, you know? And I would have told him. Like, that's so true. I would have told him to make sure he can breathe through his nose because yeah. it's very awkward when you're trying to scream and emote and act, and you clearly cannot breathe through your <sighs> The people of Gotham are you yeah. wrong. Nick, you mean you mean how his upper lip looks like when you get out of the water with a snorkel on? Yeah, exactly. You got like, you got yeah. like the yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about this movie. There, if you when you get into the minutia, there's so many bad elements of it. So many bad elements of it. But those just prove how good the movie is. Because you get to the end, you're like, that was phenomenal. That's legitimately one of the best movies ever made. But some of the fight scenes, some of the performances, and some of the way this movie is edited. Leave much to be desired. Overall, again, I think one. I mean, this I would put this movie up as being one of the best movies ever made. Period. Full stop. Not just one of the best Batman movies. I would put this like top ten on my list of greatest movies ever made. Um, there's that. There's the Ballad of Ricky Bobby, and obviously, of course, yeah, of course. you know, the, you know, Daddy's uh, Home. Uh, yeah, Daddy's Home. Uh, for sure. What's the, no? What's the um, what's the Heat movie? What's the Heat? The heat. Movie? Yeah, you got to you know, heat. Heat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, you, wouldn't mean, be, I, you wouldn't be alone, Nick, because uh, in terms of awards, this was the comic book movie with the most Academy Award nominations at eight before being beaten by Joker in 2019, which had 11. At the 81st Academy Awards, The Dark Knight won two awards, Best Supporting Actor for Heath Ledger and Best Sound Editing. It was additionally nominated for six others, Best Art Direction, Best Cinematography, Best Sound Mixing, which – are you fucking kidding me? That's like, crazy. That is the yeah. worst thing about this movie by the a long mix? shot. Yeah, yeah I can't – how did they get nominated? Why, you don't like the fact that you can't hear Gary Oldman 90% of the time when he's Why? talking? Why? Why? Specifically Why? him. I don't – I think it's just because he has a delicate performance and Christopher Very Nolan's delicate. like, it's fine. And I think Christopher Nolan doesn't like doing ADR. I have a theory on that. I think he just doesn't like going back and re-recording the dialogue for any of his actors. So he just lets it go. Because if he did do ADR, I'd be like, could you please go back and redo Christian but Bale's like, like everything he says in the Bat costume? Just everything. There, there's no <gasps> way they couldn't like, they couldn't like boost it in post. Like that seems like that that was a choice of like someone was like, hey, can you check the audio, make sure everything's good? And he was like, yeah, I checked it. It's great. And it's like, but he's, did he really? He's, he maybe he has bad hearing. Because all of his movies are like, <laughs> I honestly think this. Chris, like, man, Chris, we need to update. No, it sounds perfect to me. Fuck you. Because like I remember watching Interstellar for the first time. Grant yeah. said it was all just depending on theater, but it was so loud at times and then so quiet well, at other times. I'm like, I don't it, think that this is within the realm of like acceptability for theater goers. Interstellar had some major problems with their audio, right? Where like the IMAX version had like the best audio, right? That's where yeah, I saw even, it. Even it was that, not great. all of it. Yeah, all of it's just the dynamics are just so so ridiculously off, and it's just it's upsetting because they're what's being said and like the music is so good, so but when good. it's so unbalanced, it's like you get distracted by having to change the volume every like five fucking seconds. And, uh, anyway, also best visual effects, best makeup, and best film editing. In spite of the film's critical success, the film was noticeably absent from the best picture nominee list, prompting controversy bullshit. and leading many to criticize the Academy Awards for snubbing the film. There was speculation that the Academy and uh, later changed their number of best picture nominees to 10 instead of the traditional five because of the film's omission. In a question and answer session that followed the announcement, the Academy's then president said, I would not be telling you the truth if I said the words Dark Knight did not come up. Yeah, Pretty they cool. should have given this movie best picture. Absolutely. What won that year? What won? Yeah, what won? Yeah. 2008. Best because whatever it was. I say Amelie. This was the same year that... that <laughs> this was, <laughs> oh, there will be blood. This was, one. This was the wait. same year that... He, this was the same year that Heath Ledger beat Robert Downey Jr. from uh, um, Tropic Thunder. 
Was he nominated for that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Robert Downey, got, Robert Downey Jr. got nominated for Tropic Thunder. Yeah, yeah. How do you no Country him? for Old Men. Okay, well, well fuck that's that. Was a good movie. Good movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's a damn good movie. <laughs> yeah, I'll is it like though? That. It's never. It's never done anything for me. No, I mean the thing is, it's a great No Country for Old Men. It's a phenomenal movie. It's very fatalistic. It's very dark. But this movie specifically, and going back to sort of you know the other Joker that won, which was Joaquin Phoenix, right? Joaquin. Joaquin, that Joker, that movie, and it's future spoilers. No well, future spoilers. But no it, spoilers. It's just no, no, it's just it. It's a distinctly different film. Um, sure. This, what I think, why this movie is so important and why it's so good is that it is, it manages to be an incredibly compelling story that is about Batman. Well, actually, I would say it's more about Joker, but it, is, it still fits in the Nolan universe and still feels comic booky. Whereas the Joker doesn't necessarily do. I think they wanted to make sure. a more serious film that wasn't based really, really in, in comic books at all. Um, and and that's why I think this well, movie is so important and pivotal for, I feel for like the genre. I agree with you 100%. Don't get me wrong. But that's why the bad scenes we're t- you talked about earlier, I think, stand out more in this. Because you are lulled into this movie and i say lulled i mean it's non-stop how long is this tim i'm sorry i forgot already your time you know. yeah two hours 32 minutes i mean like it's it flies by yeah this is you know I, this is one of the few movies i own on blu-ray and watching it again like and it's been a few years but watching it again like when we started amping up to the conclusion like fuck we're really moving i can't believe it's gone this quickly but it is those things of the movie is so well done that like it's the obviously been memed to shit but like when fucking Harvey wakes up in bed and looks at the Joker and he's just got the mask on and there's no reaction. And then when he peels off the mask and Harvey freaks out like, oh, yeah. holy shit, that's the Joker. It's like, what gave it away? The first fucking time you looked at him. Like, those yeah. little moments and even, Har- you know, uh, Two-Face slash Harvey's, you know, uh, Two-Face side, right? Like, being so over the top and so, like, they won't, you won't oh, take God. skin grafts. And Jen's like, he, he would die <laughs> like, yeah, immediately. He would 100% die of an effect, a massive infection if, his, uh, if uh, half of his face was exposed to the elements. Tim, uh, Nick earlier mentioning that, you know, obviously, the I don't know if, if Tim, are we done with the facts? I mean, there's a million facts. A real quick fact. I want to just remember yeah, yeah, what you're ahead. saying. I want to jump off of what Greg was saying. Nolan designed Dent's scarred appearance in the film as one of the least disturbing, explaining when we looked at less extreme versions of it, they were too real and more horrifying. Mm-hmm. When you look at a film like Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, something like that, there's something about a very fanciful, very detailed visual effect that I think is more powerful and less repulsive. Uh, Framestore created 120 computer-generated shots of Dent's visage. Nolan felt using makeup would look unrealistic as it adds to the face, unlike real burn victims. Uh, Framestore acknowledged they rearranged the position of bones, muscles, and joints to make the character look more dramatic. But after looking at a whole bunch of different options, they were like, this is this is what it has to be without looking too real but still feeling grounded. That's And I amazing. think it's wonderful. Yeah, I, I thought the scene, dope. like I, I kept saying last night, I you know, this is from 2000. I mean, 2007, you got to assume, is when they started the CG on this, the posts on it. Um, I I think it still holds up incredibly well. The lighting is so convincing, depending on what, uh, you know, what room he's in, where the the source of light is coming from. And it all just sort of like shines kind of on the not only the dead skin, but still the, the fleshy parts. Like, God, it's so freaky and I can't stop looking at it. Go ahead, Nick, from Kind of Funny. I watched Gemini Man two nights ago. Hell yeah, you did. And first off, enjoyed the shit out of it. I can't believe you guys fucking even had any one critical thing to say on that movie. Having said that, oh my god, the face stuff is so off-puttingly bad. It takes you out of it so fast. I thought it cool. So fast. It's so bad. Were we really positive towards that movie? A year and a half ago. What's that? Really? I think we were really positive towards that movie, Nick. 
No, you guys were you guys did that thing sometimes where I can't tell if you're kidding just to make me watch it, and then you go, ah, "You fucker!" I told no, you that. I, I so legitimately like, we, we enjoyed a lot of aspects, the action in that movie, and the, the it, 120 the really frames fun. in theater was wild. That I didn't see, but I'll I'll say this like for to, to Andy's point, that was one of the things D said. She was like, "Wow, that that real that that Harvey Dent face stuff really holds up." I don't yeah. even know how they did it. It's it's pretty spot on. There's maybe like one or two moments where like the left side of his jaw is not quite moving right, but I really yeah. have no context because I've never seen someone missing half their face go about go about their business. I, but you, I think it, I think it like it holds up so incredibly well, and I think it only falls apart when you think about it. Where it's like, oh, why does he have an eyeball like that? Like, oh, yeah. like why why is it perfectly down the middle? It's like because it's a movie and because it's he's two faced. Like, or where, there's yeah. a certain why concept, would they... like you have to do that to make it work. There's a couple of things in this movie that like, after watching it a bunch of times, I finally watched it this last time a little bit more critically. There's a couple shots in this that I'm like, huh. Why would that be the way it is? First off, why would they save his suit? Wouldn't they just throw that out? Where do you get the other half of the suit? They needed the suit to be like half burned down the side. I'm like, what? Wouldn't I don't know? There's that. There's a moment I mean, where they got to put into the hospital. You know how it is when you get abducted. When you get abducted. When you abducted. get admitted to the hospital, they take your clothes off very gingerly and carefully and hang them in the closet there yeah, right they, for you. They never. They don't cut them off of you no, and just to save no. your life. Hey. B. There's a moment where somebody, when they first lock and put the Joker in the cell. Somebody's taking knives out of their pocket and putting them on the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the Joker's in the cell. So did somebody take all of his knives off of him, put them back in their pocket, just so that they can then take them out of their pocket and then delicately arrange them well, and show you the? When you're arresting, the first thing they do is check your pockets, right? Yeah. And like in the heat of the moment, they're not pulling out the little specimen. They took off his coat, right? Yeah. Him, but did they take out? Because it looked like someone was wearing the coat. It looks like someone's wearing no, the I don't coat. Think, I think reaching into their pocket. No, yeah, I, I think that they okay. just had put it in their pockets because they needed to store all these knives. Because he had a lot of them. He really liked. And then, of course, the other shot that always kills me is it's a beautiful shot, but it's the shot that always breaks my brain because I'm like, who is driving the cop car? I don't understand. How you see it this time on Blu-ray. I was watching for it this time because I know we had an argument about this before. You see it head right there. Really. Yeah, get a better TV. Who is it? Seven thousand dollar TV, Nick. Who is one it? of the many crooked cops that works yeah. there, or whatever? No, I mean, like, I if we're know. gonna like, again, if, like, when you start wanting to wade into like how the realism of the movie then works against it, when the bomb goes off in GCPD out of the fat guy that Joker sets off, everyone is knocked out except the Joker. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's it like, coming. wait, why? <laughs> and like, I mean, knocked out to the point multiple floors away, right? He goes to get mm-hmm. the accountant dude, who's quite good at See, calculations. That's one of those things, though. I love, like, again, these are minor gripes. This movie's amazing. That scene, I, I thought that same thing where I was like, how come everyone got knocked down? But it's such a cool visual yeah. with him just being the only one standing in his hair. Like, of course, no, it's fucking amazing. Like, that's cool visually, that it's awesome. And yeah. it's the same with the car, where it's like, I, I, my first thought was like, who the fuck's driving the car? It doesn't matter because him hanging his, his first off, why is he sitting in the backseat? Because he's the fucking Joker. Of course, he's sitting in the backseat where someone could just literally lock him in. But they just, yeah, him hanging his, his face out like a wild dog is just such a fucking great visual. Yeah, We've gone and, too Andy. long. Andy, hit the song. Uh, oh, oh, shit. Guys, fuck my my memory. Oh, my God. Um, Batman begins to the dark night. It's Gotham's finest secret delight. No, I was just looking for the, oh, plot, the plot song. Can we do the plot? Oh, the shit. movie well, opens with a bank robbery. <laughs> I just wanted to say one more thing. Like, and, and, and fucking God. Are we doing Secret Delights? This I is your podcast. Hold on, hold on. Stop Secret Delights. Andy, what were you going to say? I just wanted to say really quickly, uh, going back to when we did Batman Begins, and I mentioned that the movie's so good, you just kind of, 
you know, brush away all the shit that makes no sense because Nolan does that a lot in his movies where things happen and you go, ah, that doesn't make sense, but this is so great and the music's awesome and yeah. everything's cool. So, like, who gives a shit? And there's, you know, that the moment later on with uh, Batman jumping out the window and saving Rachel from the, and they land. The they do the Fast and Furious car land. And then I, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, uh, so the Joker's still up there with all those people, yeah. huh? Yeah. With all of his goons. <laughs> yeah. And, the, movie, and the, the scene ends. We move on. I was like, oh, yeah. all right. Well, what's the resolution there? Like, <laughs> what happened? They ate all the rest of the order. But it's like, whatever. Yeah, it's the movie's great. And Hans Zimmer is just on another level, as always. And everything he does just heightens every scene. And it's perfect. Plot time. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Dark Knight, Christopher Nolan's second Batman film. Uh, we open with the scene that, of course, was the teaser. Nick, you remember what this was put in front of? It was it was an IMAX. You could go see it. I forget. It was something where you could go see this. Like I don't, but I just remember that dark this, when you watch this on IMAX, filled up the whole frame, which was fucking sure. awesome. That was the big this deal about it. I remember, shot, this is one of the things shot in like 65 millimeter IMAX. Yeah, sure. actually, you can so cut me right. off there. I got some stuff for you. This is the first uh, major feature film to actually use IMAX and like IMAX footage in it. Uh, Writer, so producer, Cool. director Christopher Nolan had wanted to shoot IMAX for years, uh, thus using this movie as his opportunity to do so. Six major action-heavy sequences, along with various high-altitude shots, were filmed on the IMAX ratio, featured 37 minutes of IMAX footage, and my God, it looked fantastic. Uh, you know, we open in an unusual part for Gotham, the daytime, because there's a bank robbery going on at one of Gotham's banks. And so we see a bunch of people in clown masks doing it. And then slowly but surely, they all start killing each other because, of course, they've all been told by the boss to kill the guy that's doing the job that's doing the thing. Uh, meanwhile, though, so they kill the roof guy and they kill the alarm guy and they make the line of like, hey, this you know, call is not going out to 911. It's going to a private number. Is that a problem? No. Boom. Ice is him. Uh, ping pong. I'm sorry, Nick. Ping pong. A little, de uh, little detail I kind of forgot about. Like, I, mm -hmm. it's those little oh, really? lines you always kind of forget. And this scene, I would say, a lot less cool this time around for me. Really? really? Oh, that was awesome. Oh, oh, yeah. I, because only because every clown sounds like a shitty Grand Theft Auto NPC. Yeah, like all of their all the boy, the boss is mad at this. Yeah, it's, it's very cartoonish, <laughs> and I think it's like criminals. obviously they're. they're Obviously, they're wearing masks, so you have to see, like, who's talking, and mm -hmm. you have to see, like, them emote and move and shit, but all the lines of dialogue from the little, uh, the little clowns all sound kind of crappy. I, I will say, though, there's, there's a moment in this that I don't think I ever picked up on before until watching this last time where the guy um, gets electrocuted by the bank vault, and he's when it cuts his, back to him, he's using shoes, his shoes. shoes. I yeah. was like, oh, I don't think I ever saw that. This is cool. Yep. Uh, I also want to give a shout-out to, I think his name's William Fitchner, who is, of course, we know him from Teenage Shredder. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's where you're going to give him the shout out? Yeah, it was a joke. he's also amazing in heat. <laughs> Which uh, is no, if you're going to give that guy, because he's he's one of those that guy roles, you go to Armageddon. Remember there when he's astronaut? Oh, that's what I do. Yeah. I'd like to shake the hand of the daughter of the most brave man I've ever met. And yeah. she's like, okay, that's me, I guess. I guess that's me. My dad's dead. Fuck off. Yeah. Um, so anyways, back here, though. It's, oh, yeah. So what? Sorry, I also wanted to say that there's just uh, something I guess I'd never caught, like, and that's always bothered me was the fact that like they're all just okay. I'll kill this guy without thinking ahead of like, oh, someone's gonna <laughs> well, kill me. Guy. Exactly. And there exactly. is the you one guy who was like, I guess you were probably told to kill me. And no, I killed no, the bus. I killed yeah. The bus oh my guy. god, which is such a weird thing to miss because it's so big. Bus there. driver. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, that's one of those things when the bus pulls out that I was like, was the guy in front not be like, wait, did that just come out of the front? What, what just happened there? Why would no, you, Jen I had to say the same conversation. The, the, the bus behind him just like, whatever, come on. He only has to be moment. in that um, uh, 
cavalcade for like a minute. Yeah, exactly. Like three yeah. blocks, then you can hit a right, and no one's going to notice. One dude will be calling the cops, being like, and then it hit a right. But it'll be fine. That's yeah, true. but like another Nolan moment where the back of the bus should be severely damaged, crashing yeah. into the side of the building. <laughs> yeah, and also it was reinforced, like, reinforced. And there have been a lot of cars driving by, seeing a bus inside yeah, of building. a school bus. Yeah. It's not just a bus; a it's a school yeah. bus, which I feel is one of those things that like heightens the we need to check to make sure they're okay. Okay, levels, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the point where they called the cops, right? So, because remember the the number wasn't going to the cops; it was going yes. to the mob right, people. Right, right. So at that point, the bus goes through. You got about thirty seconds before the cops are going to go, and that that kind of checks out because you he hear him like, come. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like makes you. I mean, they they put the same stuff in there. I mean, like we're going to get to it, of course. I mean, in the next scene, but like of you know, again, Nolan doing the things he does in these movies that doesn't beat you over the head with it. But for nitpickers like us, there's that moment of like, well, what? Like Joker checks the time on his thing i killed the bus driver and steps to the side and so then you can be like well how would he know those buses are going to be driving by well because he's looking at the time he talked to the bus driver routes and knew where they were going on this giant field trip that's every kid in gotham so there'd be 19 buses outside and they I mean, they're all so drunk on the job they don't care another one just drives in well, bus drivers, yeah you're you know, so right you're so right greg because this sets up every single clever thing that joker does yeah he's always one step ahead yeah. right i don't and, know if you understand I, this when he tells harvey at the end that he's not a guy with a plan he's lying yeah he's he lying is that. a schemer He's a I'm schemer, just, dude. I love that. I love that line. <sighs> We're gonna get there. He's in a car. Oh, We're no, gonna get no, there. I got it. He loves uh, anyway, so, and this is so. It's so good. good. It's just insane. And this is the first part where you get it right. Where I remember, like you know, obviously the magic trick in a second on the table will be his real debut. And I remember being enraptured mm. watching that. But like this being our even the teaser that we got before of him, you know, standing over the guy from Armageddon and peeling off his mask, right, and showing his true face, and that he was the Joker and he was along for the ride, and walking and away with the thing the in the quote. smoke. The quote where he's like, "What doesn't kill you makes you stranger." I hated that. It's just off-putting and weird enough. Really, I I love it because it's it's unexpected. It's not like to me that's set up that this is a a very different Joker, and there's a million things that do that. But I liked it that it felt not Joker enough, like from the traditional Joker we've known, where it's like, okay, this this must be fucking weird, and I'm not going to be able to expect what he's going to do. Yeah, I guess it uh, that line. Uh, amongst all of his lines, like I think is like the worst. I think that's like the worst thing that Joker says in this movie where everything else is like, I don't know. I just love Heath Ledger's performance. But that seems like something that Jared Leto would have tattooed on him. In well, mm-hmm. I, I like I, I like it, but I think yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it's there's just a, there's, cheesy enough. <laughs> there's, there's a moment where, and I I think you guys probably know this, but when when the guy's reading, I think it's Anthony Michael Hall's reading the note it where he's like, moment. "Don't I will kill one person," and you can hear. Joker in the background, like oh, yeah, t- reading it too, like just like reading some of the lines with it. That little nuanced thing, it's it's what you do when like your kids doing something and you're having yep. a good time watching them do it, and so you're like talking, you know, through it with them. Just so fucked up and deep into that character was he? Keith Ledger yeah. directed those scenes. Uh, did the, he really? The interrogation or like anytime it was like the weird video stuff so is, is yeah he he did it, and every single take was different. And Nolan was just like, we got like the, it was the first take for that one. We was like, we got to go with this. Like, this is so good. It's so good. It also gives us the origins, of course, of Timmy and Tommy Nook from Animal Crossing. How when you go into the shop, obviously Nook's cranny and they talk to them. And then I think it's a uh, Timmy always says the last line again, just like <laughs> Joker does in this thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. I don't understand that reference. It's a good one. You would really enjoy it, but you have to like to play Warzone. If you can't get out there with your FPSs and your Woo! 60 frames Click. a second and 120 Click. gigahertz, you're not having a good time. All right. Yeah. I'm right. Hell yeah. 
Uh, I also like your your traced out body outline in the back there. Whoever you killed, Nick. Uh, anyways, uh, the so, going. yeah, yeah. From there, uh, like I was talking about earlier, right? We get a, a taste of some of the Nolan stuff where we're taken to a parking garage where there's a drug deal going down, right? And guess who it is? It's Scarecrow himself. So right cool. there. I, I love it. it right? I Professor don't Green. like this scene. Yeah, this Why? is one of those. This because uh, first off, I hate the blocking. I hate the his weird fucking thing that he has on his arm for no reason that seems to only have one purpose which is just to randomly cut a hole in a fucking car and, and it, it bends the end of the gun remember that's what i was getting to where he grabs the gun and bends it down you're like how the fuck would he do this superman move and then the next scene you see him go yeah but this is not gonna be payoff next time i i like elements of the scene i don't like that they've chosen to make scarecrow this scarecrow was like this top tier like a really scary guy in the last movie and in this one he's just a random drug dealer no, I I think it's totally in line with that, and especially with how it ends, with him kind of just being sent off. Like he's not a top tier guy. Like he's kind of I mean, fucked I up. Just, and crazy. I said they'd take you places. I feel I like uh, okay. So let me. If you wanted to go, let me let me back up. I don't think it's not that he's top tier. It's that he was so important and scary and nuanced and like deep in the old and like he was a three dimensional character. The other one, this one, he's just a random goon. I'm like, oh man, they did Scarecrow wrong. But I mean, it, it turned out he was a random goon, right? What's that? I said it, it turned out he was a random goon, and I think like well, no, it, before he I, was like the emissary for Ra's al Ghul. He was has this incredibly important role, and he was like super scary demo- and running shit in Gotham. And now he's like, I got a van. My cousin's helping me sell some I, weed. Yeah, out of it. I, I just kind of feel like that. <laughs> fit, I I also don't like it, Nick, but I also do okay. feel like it fits the fall from like you know the fall from grace. Yeah, exactly. Sure, that he had. For sure. I, I love the scene because builds I, I the love that it brings, universe. It brings yeah. Scarecrow back as it builds the cinematic universe. I think it's totally believable from how he would fall from the first movie being a, a lowly drug dealer. Like that's so cool. And I love that the introduction of all the different Batman of the, the fake guys coming in. Cause the first time I watched this movie, I was, they got me. It was one of those like cinematic moments where I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Why does Batman have a shotgun? And I think that the way that they kind of like add it all up, like bit by bit by bit, reveal it all, and then have that the actual Batman come and how Scarecrow's acting about it all, like there he is. I think it's just such a great, great intro to a movie that just had an amazing intro. I'll, I'll say this. one of the one, I, I agree with the Batman stuff. I love the other Batmans, and I love that it culminates in that, that last line. I don't wear hockey pads, even though it annoys me, because Andy, what kind of pads are they wearing? That's uh, right. Catch your pads. Um, Cat- but, oh, oh! It's like a catcher. Yeah, uh, catcher. What I don't like is that. So this is this is the start of some of my gripes of the film. One of which is I don't understand why they have Batman entering and exiting the way he does in literally every single scene. He's just the camera just pans over and he's just standing right there. Whereas in Batman Begins. He's he's all constantly coming from above. He's coming from the shadows. He's coming from somewhere else. This movie just – I think they were like, we've got so much story to tell. We can't really focus too much on the blocking of how the action's going to go. So let's just have Batman just standing over there, and we'll just put the frame here. And then when we – Isn't this the one where the yeah. Batmobile fucking pancakes 100%. in in intimidate yeah. mode? Or then goes yes, but he's not mode? inside of that. He's just know, standing randomly by a person. Yeah, distraction. I get it. I'm I'm Especially never a moment where he comes breaking through the fucking glass in this movie and like scares people. He's just constantly like. There's another like a moment. Twenty minutes from now, we're gonna get to where he was like, "It's Gordon, we're lucky, Harvey Dent, 
and fucking <laughs> Batman, and they're standing on the world's smallest rooftop, and Batman doesn't say a word for like 15 minutes. The camera just kind of goes around, and if I were dead, I'd be like, can he hear? What the fuck's going? Can he not hear through the thing? Like, what's happening? Why it's the same thing. I, mean, the, I think the more glaring thing of like when you want to do this and have you know, break it all down is like when he enters the party. Oh, if you're a little bit of fighting, I'm gonna. Yeah. I like that. You're gonna love me. And they cut to the wide shot. It's so like, did there. he just like push through the party people? Yeah. He's just like, it's 100%. Just like that, that's yeah. a perfect I mean, moment where it's like you're on the rooftop penthouse full of glass. Have give me one homage to Tim Burton. Have him fucking break through the glass above him. The lights go out. No, smoke that's super pops, dangerous though. The glass, and boom. There's hella there. people around him. So is randomly walking up, and by the way, no, fighting there is, everyone's like this, and hoping to God the guys with guns behind you don't, don't know how a gun it, works, yeah. and they just try to hit you over the that's head true. with it over and over again. Because that's every well, single fucking I mean, time he fights anyone. He's got armor, Shoot though. Like he's, yeah, 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 yeah that takes one shot well. to the abs and goes down. Fucking, yeah, We're not there you know yet. I, mean? <laughs> I know we're not. Uh, you guys didn't do a five-hour podcast. You were crazy. Bank's over. Uh, Scarecrow thing happens. I'm not wearing hockey pads like we always said, right? Uh, he's inspiring people, but the wrong way. Uh, we get an update on Gordon somewhere too, where he's got he's on an MCU major crimes unit. Uh, they've got they you know got a whole thing on the wall where they're looking for Batman. Some poor name, huh? MCU. Yeah, it's great homage. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, 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 of course, went to Metropolis and I was like, I guess I don't think they're trying to reference DC's you know long lineage of other history. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so there we get set up too. Of course, like you know, Ramirez is there, Wurtz is there, and they seem like shitty cops. And guess what? Spoilers, they are. They'll be uh, outed as shitty cops later on. Um, meanwhile, then we follow back up on the bank robbery of uh, the mob bank. We get there. Uh, Gordon's there, looking around with Ramirez, right? And then boom, Batman's in the bank vault with them. And he's like, "What's going on?" And it's the irradiated bills. Batman and Gordon have been running this whole thing, trying to take down the entire mob. And it's like, whoa. How are they going to do this? That's nuts. And he's like, yeah, it's, you know, it was me and Batman, Batman and me, Gordon, you know, Gonzo for Gordo. That's what it's all about here. <laughs> so he talk, when he goes home and he talks to Barbara. Also, how uninventive is it that Barbara Gordon and Jim Gordon had a daughter and a son and they named them Barbara and Jim? Like, oh, fuck it. Come on. That's, come on. Come that's on. hilarious. That's great. They're both juniors. Junior, junior, man. Jeez, Louise. When Paula Paula can go hang out with him one day. You know what I mean? Ah, Rimothy, too. Uh, and so, yeah, that's the plan. They're going to do the thing. Great. Congratulations. Uh, oh, they got the... But it's time to bring him in. It's time to t- tighten the noose. It's time to take down the mob. Let's get in there. We're going to have to bring in this new DA. Uh, he's pretty awesome, though. And Gordon says something. Batman disappears. And this is the same thing when I was watching with Jen when Batman disappears in the vo- from the vault. I'm just like, imagine the other shot of the hallway where Batman's just quietly running <laughs> running. <laughs> Oh, well, it's, 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 earlier we were talking about uh, how they're all three on the roof in that one scene with yeah. Harvey Dent, uh, Gordon, yeah, yeah. and it's like Gordon is clearly looking at him disappearing, right? Because like yeah, they're standing, Gordon's off to the right. They're both you, standing. You have together. to imagine, this, yeah. There's a deleted scene and, where it cuts to his perspective, and Batman goes. I got some things to do. So funny. I got uh, so away. Like, oh, that's how he does it. Yeah, it's so um, funny. Batman finally goes home. Well, he doesn't go home, actually. That's the whole bit. Uh, Alfred, you know, goes to the bedroom. He's not there. Then he drives out to this, you know, shipping container in the middle of nowhere. Takes the cool elevator down to the new cool Batcave. That isn't the Batcave, but it's a Batcave. Oh, it's the fucking there. dopest shit. That room right? is just such cool design. And it's awesome. like, it's. I love how something could be over-designed and under-designed at the same time. Because that's a perfect example of this. It is so ridiculously bright. And so just fucking cool. And I love, love how it. everything's just hidden in compartments that just kind of 
kind of pop up and there's just like one lone kevin desk in the middle of this giant empty thing that alfred just hangs out at so tight so tight batman stitching himself up because he got bit by a rottweiler we skipped over that when uh he was fighting with the scarecrows folks and the other guy who has the rottweilers my dogs are hungry um uh, so then, yeah, you know, ba- Alfred helps there. He talks about inspiring people the wrong way because they're all dressed like Batman and hockey pads or whatever. And he's like, but maybe this dent guy will be good. From there, we go to friend of the show, Eric Roberts trial, Nick. Hell yeah. Just great. Great in this character. You can tell he was having a good time filming this movie the entire time. You know what we I mean? Have, we have cool friends right now uh, available everywhere. Podcast services, YouTube.com slash kind of funny. Watch Nick Scarpino talk to Eric Roberts about his role here in The Dark Knight as Sal Maroney, uh, a mob boss who is on trial in uh, the court uh, there. Uh, there in, in, there's some two-bit hack up there. Uh, basically, like, you know, not he, it's not the guy who runs the operation. It's the, like one of their little underlings, right? It's like It's like if Tim was on trial, but Kevin was on the stand. And so fake Kevin here says, you know what? Like, oh, no, I was the brains of the operation. And first off, too, by the way, we introduced that. uh, We got uh, Harvey Dent there as district attorney, and he's late to the thing. His assistant or whatever, his partner is Rachel Dawes there. They have a romantic relationship, and Harvey has a coin he flips, and he says he doesn't leave it up to luck when he looks like he's leaving it up to luck. But it's because, spoiler alert, it's actually a double-sided coin. Nobody's ever noticed this before, that he always wins every time he flips a coin. Nobody thinks that. It's crazy. Uh, Anyway, so. He goes up there. He's he, the guy says, "No, but I'm the fuck. I'm Kevin. I'm the brains of the operation." Everybody's like, "Kevin, you're a fucking moron. It's, it's There's no like way blessing. you could be the brains of the operation, right?" It's like a blessing. And he goes, "I got a sworn affidavit," and he's like, "I got a gun." And he sh- goes to shoot the gun, and it clicks and it fails and stuff. So uh, uh, Harvey grabs it and he punches that guy. He turns around, and he takes apart the gun. He's like, "Glock made in China or whatever it is." And throws it down. Next time you want to kill a counselor, I just you buy American, and everybody applauds in court. Like, yeah, that's fucking dope. That's a cool and thing to start, say. That's a cool thing to oh, say. It's a fucking, this whole scene's dope as Come shit. On, and they drag out the, they drag out fake kevin and he's like but uh judge i'm not your honor i'm not done with my questions it's like oh man harvey that's the fucking man you know what i mean i'm not even rachel Dawson. and i'd give i would just say whatever you want mr dent you know what i mean yeah definitely uh they leave out they establish they're in a romantic relationship there uh you know if you're not doing your job if, if you're if this is gotham city if you're not if they're not trying to kill you you're not doing your job right ha 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 uh from there harvey goes back to his office uh meets with jim gordon brings him in uh he's like jim you named your kid jim and your daughter barbara when you're watching barbara? <laughs> what the fuck man we're not very uh, creative folk you know you know what we're simple people we're blue collar <laughs> my dad was jim before me his dad was jim before him his, his dad was you know barbara. What I mean? and i guess that's the thing is you know like i i talk a lot of shit here of course my i'm greg my dad's greg my grandfather was greg but that's just one side. I think it's weird when you have the wife as well. And I'm not saying it's like a gender thing, but it's just like for both, both. It's, to be it's named confusing. The, it's confusing. I, mean, I think like technically your kids, like we don't know that the daughter's Barbara from this movie, from this universe. They just don't name her. Yeah, it's ever. true. Do they not? But I thought at some point no, I, they don't I say saw shit about this something. daughter. We have no, 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 she's no, just no. there. They, not only the, that, but at his the wife end, he was like, at the end, he's like, love most? I'm gonna kill he yeah. loved most. And they take the and he's like, don't don't hurt my son. And she's like, what about me? He's like, I don't care. Don't we hurt don't my know, son. Nameless daughter. Wait, uh, at one point, <laughs> uh, the wife speaks and uh, it says Barbara. So like, no, we know the wife's Barbara. No, no, I know. But like that, that's the only time Barbara was in the caption. I was answering your question earlier. My question oh, so is: the daughter's never, name Barbara was ever referenced? We don't yeah. know. That's and what Kevin I'm saying. No, the only it wasn't referenced in, in the. Gosh, you. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you very much. I'm, I'm on the same page now. We're all having a great time. He's agreeing with you. Please take your shirt off. Thank you. Which one? Oh. Which shirt? Oh. Jesus Please go to McDonald's like that just today. 
that's all been established he goes back to his office he meets with jim gordon uh harvey's office is packed with files and stuff because he's actually a hard-working man he is he is what gotham needs it turns out and so jim's a bit standoffish he doesn't want to let him in on his pie with batman because he loves having this pie all by himself and he is mm-hmm. you know when, the more people you bring into an investigation the more chances are it's going to go wrong or whatever and they got these irradiated bills you want all these search warrants on these banks but you won't tell me anything about it and he's like i can tell you the name of the banks and he's like Another listen you and batman got a pie business going on and i'll back it i want i want to be trusted though i want to be brought in on the trust circle circle of trust after this and jim's like whatever uh, especially another name they called me down there and of course like i don't know anything about that and like of course you don't you uncreative fuck just naming your kids the same exact thing overall again one kid named the same fine and we are we are canonically saying that barbara is barbara all right that's what we're saying here. Deal. that's not creative andy can okay. i get a ruling on that that's true thank you one kid totally fine two kids all right we got to talk I, about no i feel like that's cool that's I, what would they have done for the third kid mix their names Oof. yeah yeah mix yeah their name jimba Jarbra. 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 I got him anywhere. You combine him. I'm happy you went there. Jim. <laughs> All right. So uh, from there. Oh, uh, from there, like we've, uh, yeah, uh, Harvey and Rachel go to a nice dinner. Uh, and uh, it took me months to get a reservation here. And then, sure as shit, as soon as they get seated and look at these fucking prices in Gotham City, one and only Bruce Wayne shows up and he's got a woman from the Russian ballet there. And he's like, oh, oh well, you're here and you're Harvey Dent. I've heard about you. Let's push some tables together. I don't think you can do that. Oh, we can. I own the place. He does this fucking thing and like ah oh, that's cool and I, this that's place so seems cool. like my kind of place so I'd like cool. to go, I'd like to go drink a martini here you know what I mean ah you wouldn't so get they a sit down margarita from there no I would they would margarita. make a terrible yeah. spicy margarita oh, they're guaranteed no such spicy. thing oh right, okay okay you know what I rescind it I rescind the conversation <laughs> you're right all right uh, they sit margarita. down and of course as every conversation in Gotham uh, goes it turns to Batman and so they're all talking about Batman and Harvey's very much all about Batman and Bruce Wayne is not about Batman because he's he is Batman and so he's like saying all the same you know guy dresses the bat clearly has problems and, but like uh, you know, in the the Russian lady's like, who elected him? And Harvey's yeah. like, we did by our inaction, by us letting scum rise to the top like this. We're as much to blame for the Batman, and he cleans up our messes. And now you know only we're and and Bruce is like, you know what? I was talking some shit about this guy, yeah. but this guy like is him. fucking cool. And right like there, the he's like, his jib, yeah, exactly. He's like, Harvey, I like the cut of your jib, and I'm gonna throw you a fundraiser. And he's like, I don't get reelection, go for reelection for three years. And he's like, no, nah, with pals like mine. You'll never need another fundraiser in your life. And it's like, fuck, man. That is the coolest, most Bruce Wayne thing anyone has ever said as Bruce Wayne ever before. But also, also I'd be like, so do I just put the money in an account? How do I? Yeah, yeah, that's how we're going to save it, man. Prove you're good with money. Also, you uh, you, you always have a re-election campaign. Bruce, I'm I'm worried about the taxes. I don't really know how those get filed. Like, It's like, I got a guy. When you get my my tax guy, you'll never need another tax guy. 100%. The thing about this, that I think that Christian Bale... In this scene specifically, there's a lot of scenes that, that he's he plays quote unquote the 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 douchey Bruce Wayne, but in this one, which I love, dips, yeah, I do, but I think he dips a little into his character from American Psycho here. It's a little too much sometimes, where it's like this guy's not likable at all, um, but he does pull it out. He does kind of flip. Nah, see, I I fucking really really dig it because yeah. I I think it works. I, Jen had the same thing of like, why is he being an asshole? And I was like. Well, no, I, and it's one of those rare things as somebody who's lived, you know, comics for so long. I know, Tim, you have this with G all the time. Where she has no idea what's about to happen in any of so these funny. movies. We could predict or tell you from that. And I'm like, well, no, he has to because at any point, 
if you and I were in Gotham having a conversation and I was like, somebody can only be as rich to be, you know, somebody has to be rich to be Batman. Right. And you're like, what about Bruce Wayne? I'd be like, that fucking asshole, that asshole. prick, that playboy. Like, yeah. And I, I think we might have even skipped it already. But there was the scene at Wayne uh, Enterprises where he's asleep in the board yeah, meeting where Lau is making the presentation on why they should work together, this Hong mm-hmm. Kong guy or whatever. And I'll come back later. But uh, he stands up and him and Lucius have a whole conversation about it. And he's like, yeah, you know. The guy sucks. The books don't check out. And he's like, all right, cool. And he's like, you knew this. Yeah, I knew this. Hey, can you make me a suit where I can turn my fucking head and not get bit by a dog? Sorry, Nick. Yeah. Uh, it's just one of those things where he hams it up so much and he's such a prick that the the I start to wonder. I'm like, if I were Harvey Dent, I would question why my the love of my life was friends with this guy. This well, guy's like, like totally irredeemably shitty. And I I, she's like, oh, you don't know. He's just well, he does I mean, take okay. a lot of shots at Harvey. Like even he's when he's sitting there initially, uh, you know what I mean, and then even when his, his speech, but then he turns the speech into, you know, I do believe in Harvey. He does. Does. And and, yeah. and that works out. And I get, I get if you're a politician, you got to kind of rub, you know, you maybe you don't like every single person 100 percent that's contributing to your campaign. But it's one of those things where I would like if 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 I went out with one of my wife's friends and he was just a complete and total prick to me all through dinner, I'd be like, hey. You're okay with him treating me like that? <laughs> like, that's, that's a little bit weird, right? Well, and she's I mean, like, I kind yeah, of feel yeah, like that conversation would have happened. Like that, that's the whole thing with what he Rachel is on the and Batman's and it's Christian true. Bale's well, relationship in this. It's like I think that this movie, what it does the best is the dynamics of every single character relate to each other. And it's like when we ever talk about superhero movies or superheroes in general, not even just movies, it's like the most interesting thing is when people's personal lives and alter egos kind of are both working together. And this movie does that on like seven different levels at all times with the villains and the main characters Mm -hmm. and the side characters. Yeah. Like the reason that Dark Knight works for me so much is that we always talk about the return of the Jedi scene where at the end there's the three planes of action. They're all working together. All of them are equally awesome, cool awesome things happen that scene happens in this movie constantly it never mm-hmm. stops it's yeah. just every single thing that's happening even if it's not an action scene we're always getting this kind of rise to a fall rise to a fall rise to a fall and it's like that's all character driven and i think that that's why i i'm always enthralled by this movie and never real before. quick if you don't mind me putting on my joker mask here and fucking nailing somebody in the chat clam veronium says dent literally brings this up later and to rachel in bruce's penthouse he begs her not to turn him down for wayne because he's a douchebag granted it's just a line or two clam you go eat fucking shit from your your girlfriend or yeah. wife's best friend at a at a dinner where you just you're just being you're the fucking DA of Gotham and you're just being embarrassed over and over again and see if you wait like a week and a half to bring it up. All right, yeah, that, That's would, that would be a ride home in the fucking car. Me and Nick have had these conversations, but like <laughs> usually it's Greg. Why did you say that? You embarrassed me. Why did you dress like yeah, the Joker? Take yeah. your shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, how do we feel about Maggie Gyllenhaal in this role though? Dude, I wish she had been there fan. from the start. I like really? Katie Holmes fine. I like Katie Holmes oh. fine. I think Maggie, uh, maybe it's just what she's given to work with here. It's just more three-dimensional. I am. A, I, I think it's interesting. I, I've, I'm sorry, Kevin, go ahead. I was going to say, I think that we do get a lot more time with her than we got with Katie Holmes. Yeah. And uh, because of that, there's obviously more of a character. But I feel like she's just, I don't like how aggressive she is in the role a bunch of times. Oh, you don't like women being aggressive, huh? That's Kevin? not what I'm saying. Not very too. Let me, don't let me say read, that. Let me read some facts about this. So, so it was 20 years ago. 
It's not all meaning to me. Very 2000 of you. It's 2020. So many people watching this weren't even alive in 2000. But that's what I jumped to for context, everybody. Greg, you can't blame this on the quarantine. We haven't been in quarantine for 20 years. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm just saying. It's fucking crazy. Even though Christopher Nolan offered her the part, Kitty Holmes decided not to reprise her role. Instead, she opted to co-star with Diane Keaton and Queen Latifah in Mad Money the same year. Sarah Michelle Gellar, Isla Fisher, Emily Blunt, and Rachel McAdams were all considered for the role before uh, Maggie stepped in. She has acknowledged her character is a damsel in distress to an extent, but says no one sought ways to empower her character, so Rachel's really clear about what's important to her and unwilling to compromise her morals, which made for a nice change from the many conflicted characters whom she had previously portrayed. So I, I don't think- strike her as a damsel in distress. I mean, I know she's put in that situation, obviously, being thrown out the window, being tied to the bomb and all that shit, but Harvey is too in a lot of different ways in the same way. I think I do see her as a... She's a competent DA, assist, assistant district attorney. She's competent at interrogating and playing all those sides of it. And I really do like that when Batman rescues the wrong person and she has that moment of she knows she's going to die. She know, she doesn't flip out. She tries to have that conversation, that final thing of just, it's okay. It's going to be okay. You know what I mean? Oh, just, that's gut-wrenching. Yeah, it's I th- yeah. My thing is I think Maggie Gyllenhaal is too competent of an actor to deal with the material that they gave her in this. Sure. So I always feel like she's a little off because I think she's a very, very, I think she's a great actor and very deep when she goes into these roles. And this is not a role that I would see her taking. I think it's a little more, a little bit more suited toward Katie Holmes. And maybe I'm just a little bit, um, I, I liked Katie Holmes in the first one and I was a little disappointed like when she didn't come back for this one. Me too. Um, but I also just felt like she had better chemistry with Christian Bale than they do. I just feel like Maggie Gyllenhaal had great chemistry with Dent, with uh, with Aaron Eckhart and just zero, just zero chemistry with, with Christian Bale in this. And so the love triangle always felt a little bit weird because part of me, like Alfred kind of is there to be, to kind of tell him what's what. And if I were Alfred in this, I'd be like, bro, she's over you. Like she just not, she's not into you at all. This whole concept of you thinking you're going to leave the Batman behind. First off, we all know you're lying. You're addicted to this shit because it's dope. And second, She's she's done, dude. She's clearly with this guy. Like they're living together. They bought a dog. Like it's a thing. Damn, dude. They're, they're there now. <laughs> when he picks up the letter at the end and is just like, "Whoops, never mind." It's First like, off, I'm oh. like, "What the boy? What the fuck is that letter? That's a very important you would letter." Not have you would not. If, if like, so... as much bullshit as Alfred has hold, to go through for you, hold on, Greg. Nick, what were you, you guys make say? a joke? I'm and so I'm... what? What were you going to say? What, what how did I start it off? Because it could go either way. <laughs> I'm so like oh, I'm so anal retentive when it comes to this stuff. Like, do you ever know how many times on Slack you guys are joking about something and I have to bite my lip being like, Don't ask him what this is. They don't want to include you on this conversation. <laughs> that you don't you're not gonna understand this joke no matter what. Just let them let let them have this one. I'm just saying, Nick, the love of your life gets blown to smithereens, and I come in with a fucking bill from PG&E. <laughs> we'll see how interested you are when I pick it up and walk out of the well, room. First off, I'd right? like this. For one, for sure, Alfred, thank you, but I don't want breakfast. Like, I's... I'm not into breakfast right now. Rachel, <laughs> he's got to eat. He's got to keep. His, thank his, you for the freshly squeezed orange juice. <laughs> got to keep his energy up and get away from the giant open windows. <laughs> like, stop, <laughs> stop sitting there, as Batman. <laughs> you have to imagine he's got the polarized thing. No, they're definitely polarized. Got a million different things. But, man, what a I digress. Uh, this is where we set all this stuff up as we've already said 
Um, meanwhile, uh, Maroney's out of the courtroom and in the back kitchen where they're having a meeting of all the different mobsters to talk to Lau, who's been laundering all their money, who knows this is going on with GCPD. He knows that uh, Dent and Gordon are about to bust into these banks and take all the money. So he's already taken all of the money to a safe spot, which is, of course, alarming to these gangster types. Uh, but he's already moved it. He's one step ahead of the game. This is how they're going to do it. This is how they're going to survive this this rap. And as that happens, of course, the introduction of the Joker begins. Uh, Heath Ledger comes in with his ha, 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 he, 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 ho, ho, ho. Uh, They all want to kill him right away, of course, but he does the magic trick with the pencil, which is just so fucking terrifying so and fucking such terrifying. a great introduction of why he would, how he would walk in and everybody would just be like, all right, fucking calm down. He's, he, this guy's insane. Let's see what goes on. Uh, of course, Joker lays it out that this guy, Lau, is a squealer. He knows a squealer when he sees him one, and this guy's going to squeal. Guy uh, yeah, there's TV. no extradition in Hong Kong. Great, but Batman the has TV no guy. jurisdiction. Yeah. <laughs> Batman's going to go. Yeah, Batman's going to go after this guy, at which point Lau oh, shuts yeah. off his thing. Uh, uh, Joker presents his alternative plan that we just kill the Batman. Uh, everyone laughs at him. If it's so good, why haven't you? If it's, if it's so easy, why haven't you done it? He says, if you're good at something, don't never do it for free. Do it for free. I, lo- I just love the nuance in, in everything and just the range that's presented. And one of my favorite parts, it's such a, it's such a small little part of Heath Ledger's role. But when they go, you're crazy. And he's just like, I'm no. not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. like I, I love like how bothered he was by that. <laughs> it's yeah. just such, it's just such a great performance. Right? Uh, of course, the one guy said is going to try to kill him. He puts a bounty on him, right? Five hundred thousand dead, uh, one million alive, I think. Yeah, uh, but yeah, something like right. that. Uh, he, they go to make a move on him, and Joker stands up and has all the grenades. You know, let's not do anything yeah. crazy. He's got a bunch of grenades uh, attached. Back up, mother's milk. That's who that guy is. Yeah. You're right. I was like, I recognize him, but I don't know why. No. Um, he says, you know, clearly you're not ready to think about this, so I'm going to leave my card, and he just leaves a Joker playing card, which I fucking love. Wait, he are leaves. you talking about Laws Alonzo? Yeah. Was he in this? Yeah, his mother. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the guy Lad that like, puts the bounty on him. No, that's Michael Jai White. That's a different actor. Really? That's the guy oh, who plays Spawn yeah, in HBO. Spawn, that's who he is. Oh. Yeah. Fuck, I knew he was somebody. I could not place him last night for the life. Yeah, he's awesome. He's been around for a while. That's why I th- it's so funny when um, I think when, when I interviewed Eric Roberts, he was talking about like how he was like, I got to do a scene with that guy. And they're kind of like they know each other from like martial <laughs> arts stuff back in the day. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, yeah is uh, it so, milk? Oh, my God. No, I don't believe it is. Well, I'm looking so into confused. it. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely Michael J. White. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. J. I don't know how to say his middle name, but yeah, it's. I, I just I remember him from Spawn. I remember him from Spawn, and then I remember being, being disappointed that it wasn't Keith David, and then coming to the realization that people get old. Because I was like, "Oh, Keith David's too old to play Spawn now," mm. and it's unfortunate. Man, yeah. yeah, I saw that movie in theaters, dude. <laughs> I saw Spawn <laughs> in, yeah, movie, saw Spawn in, in the theaters with my dad. <laughs> Who would have thought John Leguizamo would play such a good bad guy? <laughs> Why do we always got to talk shit Bob about Hoskins John Leguizamo? Was almost uh, the uh, the mob guy the in this movie. Oh. oh my god. Oh, that would have been, cool been that would have been his return from retirement, right? Or death. Mm-hmm. Nope. All right. So, anyways, uh, he puts the money on. They leave. Uh, as we said, this was already going off. So, Gordon and his men have gone into the vaults and they find just like a paltry stack of bills just meant to mock them. Uh, Everady bills. They kick it. Uh, then uh, they go up to the top, the top of GCPD, uh, Dent and uh, Gordon, and they, the signal's already on. Or, yeah, Dent put on the signal and Gordon ran up there, right? And Batman's already there. And they all fucking argue with each other about this and how this is all blown yeah. up and this is all just a quagmire they're in and yada, 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 yada. Batman's like, don't worry, I'll fucking get him. I'll bring him back. And then he's like, all right, cool. 
uh, Bruce goes and talks to uh, Lucius Fox and is like, oh, actually, Lucius has a whole bunch of great dialogue here, right? Of like, I got to say for, you know, yeah, uh, with your normal request, jumping out of a plane is quite easy to solve or whatever. And he's like, all right, how do I get back into the plane without it landing? And he's like, ah, there it is. Uh, and of course, they introduce cool. the Fulton system from Metal Gear Solid, yeah. uh, where they'll kick a balloon up in the air and a plane will grab you and then you're out of there and you do that. High altitude jumps, all that jazz, because we're going to go to Hong Kong, we're going to get this motherfucker. Uh, this is also where we debut the new suit, right? Of like here it is with the tri feet weave. It's got these things that shoot out and do this. Nick Scarpino. This is the point where I was like, "What is what is Lucius Fox been been doing? Like, what is his life? Dude, they should make all, a movie like about him because yeah. he's the most fascinating character in this in the whole fucking franchise. He's just this guy that knows about ex CIA tactics and like all this covert shit and like. Well, he's the know, archivist, right? So like, it's weird that he went from being the archivist to like running the company. And well, remember, the, he was on the well, board for weird. Bruce's dad. So he yeah. was a high up. And then the dude who was in Smallville for one episode demoted Rucker him. Hauer. Yeah, that's the guy. Demoted him. And then now he's back on top. Sorry. I, I, okay. sorry, I just wanted to. Morgan Freeman killed it. It's fucking awesome. And like, the game. if anyone, like, if I can strive to be someone ever in, in my life, it's mm-hmm. Lucius Fox. It's just yeah. like the guy that makes the crazy gadgets. That's my dream. I hope Tim someday you're like, hey man, I need to get on a plane. <laughs> I need to get onto a plane. Kevin will <laughs> we'll be my guy. We'll figure it out, dude. <laughs> got Bye, guys. Um, I course. think we might have missed it. Okay, no, there was a little thing right where with the Lao stuff, Lucius had told a little redhead fuck in the company to double through the numbers again and look for him. All right, this check him again. Fuck. Well, I'm going to put it back here, right? I don't care where it goes in the real movie. Uh, that guy comes back. He's like, I ran the numbers. He did find an anomaly. He's like, oh, no, but the deal's off, which is, again, we're about to get to. And he's like, well, no, it's not that. It's our numbers. He brings out the the thing of the Batmobile, right? All this money going into applied science. Uh, the, the R&D team disappears on some government thing or whatever. Yada, yada, yada. And Lucius has the other one left. Let me get this straight. You think your boss, one of the wealthiest, most powerful men in the world, uh, dresses up at night and beats up vigilantes. You want to blackmail this man? Good luck. Tim Gates. Fantastic line. Uh, this is a weird fact that I saw that I'm like, I, it sounds weird to me. I don't know. I don't know if, how true it is. But uh, okay. Nolan said that the character of Reese is an allusion to the Riddler, who attempts to reveal the identity of Batman. Much like Edward Nigma, whose name sounds like Enigma, Mr. Reese sounds like Mr. Reese. Yeah. What? Oh. What? Dude, that be cool if that guy got that role and like Nolan was like, you know, might, you might plan out to be the Riddler one day. He's like, fuck, that'd be awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah, and, like, and he's like, no, we're going to get to Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how do you say thank you, you know what I mean? <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, from there, man. Uh, the guy who was Spawn is playing pool, and they're like, hey, the, some people killed the Joker, and they want the money. And they bring in the body, they put it down, and they pull off things. He's like, yeah, it's all right, 500 dead. And boom, Joker hey, jumps up, and those guys turn out to work for Joker, and like, boom, they grab guns, and they put the other guys with their guns in their head, and like, boom, Kevin. How did he not laugh? I feel like if I'm pretending to be dead and someone looks no, like Kevin, I'm you gonna, can't do I'm this. <laughs> Kevin, you can do a lot of things, but you pretend to be dead, especially <laughs> if I'm carrying you because so no one can you. I'm going to tickle you just a little bit. No, Nick, don't uh, This me. is the other great one, right? We get the first of what will be, what, two or three? Well, he tries the third. The first of how he got these scars, right? Uh, explaining that dad was drunk and uh, came home with a knife and fucked him up. And, you know, why so serious? And then why so serious? Boom. Kills that. kills a spawn. Uh, then he has this other thing. You're like, we're a small, you know, organization. But aggressive expansion. Breaks the pool cue, tosses it down and says, you know, there's three of you basically, but we have one spot open. Who wants it? Uh, like, and a- just everything it. he does is just 
it's just so good, man. Like that's just another tiny little aspect that you kind of forget about. But the fact that he's going to make three people fight for one person's position is just it's so fucked up. And it's just it's perfect. It's and he walks away. He's like, all right, let me know when you're done. Like, yeah, I make just, it quick. It's so good. Um, meanwhile, then we get our whole Hong Kong soliloquy uh, where they've got the cargo plane. It's under the low radar, they say. Have we come <laughs> up with an excuse for Bruce Wayne? Oh, yeah. And Ma- Michael Caine's so proud. He's like, oh, yes, sir. And it's that, you know, then it's, it's my, so uh, Ma- Maggie and uh, Aaron Eckhart showing up for the ballet, but it's canceled because uh, he, uh, billionaire Bruce Such Wayne's taking the entire dick. Russian <laughs> fucking again, ballet. On, on how, yeah. Again, another argument waiting in the car. Why do we how hang out with this, friends guy? with this guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dick. That's clearly a slight toward me. It's not a slight toward you. It's definitely a slight. He toward knew me. when we were gonna go see them. I, I was very excited. I told you. And then he made fun of me this. for liking ballet. I like <laughs> how much money you make. It's okay that you don't make that much money. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's the deal. He's over there. There. You know, I like you know, how much to, money you make. <laughs> tell him to put on their own bloody sunscreen kind of thing. The plan goes. Bruce goes. Uh, you know, he they go to Hong Kong or whatever. Uh, Morgan Freeman's in Hong Kong because he's going to personally say no to Lao, which would have been a phone call. But of course, Bruce needs him for uh, uh, you know Dropping purposes of phone. distraction and to do. Th- See, that's hold on a second though. That's my thing. You say uh, drop the cell phone. Doesn't he surprise him with that when he comes back and no, gives no, it back? He's like, oh, well, fucking sonar. So he had two phones, right? He had the one that mm-hmm. he was supposed to drop off, which was, I assume, an EMP. And then he had another one that was shooting sonar scans of the whole building. Yeah, so that's the one through. he's like, this but one's a surprise. The one that you wanted me to plan is already planted. Because he walks out yeah. and he's like... I already have my cell phone. You must be. No, I know all of that. Yeah. So you're saying Which that is, he, Bruce Wayne knew about one of the cell phones. Yes. That was going to be an EMP device that he uses to get yes. in later. This is okay. where I don't like. This is what Andy was talking about earlier, where it's like a lot of Nolan stuff. You're like, just don't think too hard about it. Follow the logical train of events that happen here, right? Okay. This cell phone, which they would easily probably figure out was the device that caused all of the electricity in the building to go out, was given to us by who? I don't know. Let's let's check the file footage. Oh, clearly Lucius Fox. Who does Lucius Fox work for? A fucking billionaire Bruce Wayne who just stole our fucking our, our CEO, Lau, uh, Batman. Maybe they're the same person. I don't know. Like, there's too much of a train I, I of, don't think... trail of evidence here where I'm like, this is a bad but plan. We should. I, but like, that's out. what you jump to. Like, I, you know, they're if they're so authoritarian to take your phone right there, and then you are talking to the man at the top, and then oh. your phone beeps for some reason that you like. I, I know that was for us to understand that he had two phones, but like. It beeps, and that guy's like, you're not supposed to have... Oh, I forgot I have it. Well, funny, we're taking that now, yeah. and we're probably going to keep... And you just turned we're this gonna, down. Yeah. We're probably going to hold you in a cell for a little bit and figure out what the fuck's going on. Because, yeah, yeah, run the tape back. Yeah, you gave a phone to... Yeah, like, that's more of my, my wheels on it. That's no, the thing. Like, when he walks out, and stuff. the guy's like, sir, he goes, sir, your phone. I remember you giving me this five minutes ago. And, the, and he goes, nope, I have my phone. I'd be like, uh-huh. okay, everyone has to You're not supposed to have that. That's the thing. Anytime you interact with it, like, million people are walking through here. People are busy it's like tsa man it's a like million people like who, like through. they're not really they're not <laughs> really a million, all shit. a million people are walking through this building yeah. this random building and morgan freeman walks in who happens to be the ceo the actor of morgan one freeman, of the biggest yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean it's like this incredibly important person walks in of all eyes would be on this guy when but he like, into the building I, that's what i'm saying that's okay. where you get more leeway where it's like oh shit the ceo of wayne corp has another phone that he didn't think about 
That's fine. They're like, just get out of here. Maybe, but I'd be like, dude, this guy, I mean, it's corporate. I I don't know. It just, that was one of those things where I would like, for sure the security guard got fired. Also, and maybe they fined him a little bit for that. Because I was, I I always read it as there's just like such a divide between what Lao's doing and like the rest of the company. Like, I don't think that that whole Chinese company is like corrupt and evil. It's just like, bro, they fucking let him hide out on the top level and they say, they like, he's definitely running the whole company. They're all definitely like doing his bidding. It's just, it's definitely one of those things where I'm like, you're never going to get past this. Security guard I, desk. If you can't realize the guy the has people two cell in the lobby are working on contract. They don't know what the fuck's going on. They're just yeah. like, oh yeah, I do this guys. thing, and that's it. Like it's it's loss prevention at Best Buy. Like yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, not only that, I, if somebody, if if I'm just it, uh, let's move on. It's not no, worth thank it. Thank you. Real quick. All right, so long everything long. that we just said happens, and he turns him down. A phone call would have sufficed. He, all right, Mr. Wayne didn't want you to think he was wasting his time or accidentally wasting your, or purposely wasting your time. Oh, he's accidentally. <laughs> that's a good one, Mr. Lap. Warren goes down. He gives the phone to Bruce. Explains the sonar shit like a submarine. Uh, and from Such there, he's like, "Good luck." Uh, this is then we cut to Batman or well, actually Bruce Wayne up there with no mask on, uh, on top of a giant building in Hong Kong. Puts on his mask, takes out his little grenade launcher, goes bloop, 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 sets these things for two and a half minutes on the window. Fucking dope as shit, right? And then jumps off like the How fucking crazy fucking ass. Far away is. was he? So far, he was so yeah. far away. Like the the gun that he shot the glue stuff with like i uh-huh. ha- i feel like with the force it was coming in no way it doesn't shatter the window no nah, that's why they're <laughs> oh, either shatter the window or you shoot it and it hits the second story window not right the yeah, 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 yeah way lower than it should have he knows what he's doing I will, cool, I mean, what's your question nick, what do you got nick had your hand raised i was gonna say one of the coolest things they do in this movie though is they show the tech on him and that's one of the things i always like like you see in multiple shots the grappling hook like it's a gun sitting on his belt. Mm-hmm. And in this one, you see it stacked on his back. And I'm like, that's so fucking cool that they just the wanted cool, to add that little bit of sound design also of just that's these really little things cool. flying, hitting the window. It just sounds <laughs> awesome. And there's no way we could question his accuracy when he's able to shoot a grappling hook at the end and catch the Joker. <laughs> like this guy's a great insane, point, dude. That's great fair. Point. Guy's a, he's a head. I mean, jumps off the building, head. flies around the building, smashes into the window. You know, the, the EMP thing went off. Everybody's in the dark. Lau's freaking out. Batman piece of shit. Out some of the guys grabs Lau, has him backs over to the window. The cops show up. They see fucking Batman here. He just broke into a Hong Kong building. Took out all these guys. They've got, you know, Lau pinned down. He's got, he, he's backed up in the window. Uh, the, the bombs go off. Uh, Batman shoots behind him with the the grappling hook uh, Fulton device. Then the plane swoops in, gets him. They all get yanked out of there. Uh, from there, we're into Gotham City. Lau's uh, on the doorstep of the uh, GCPD with a sign that says "Deliver to Lieutenant Gordon." Uh, from there, he's into the interrogation room with uh, Rachel, giving him the business, and she's asking a bunch of d- different questions and trying to get him to cooperate, and he won't. She's like, "Well, good luck in fucking county. Like, even the fact that you're here, people are going to assume you're working with us. You might as well work with us." Uh, she leaves the room or goes to leave the room. He stops. He says he can turn over everything. I'm quite good at calculation. Uh, she, she, he's got names and everything, tying them all together into one big pot. She leaves in the other room, of course. Uh, Harvey puts together this could be Rico. She walks in. Here's Rico. She's like, Rico, that's a great idea. You hear Rico like 19 times all of a sudden out of the blue. Everybody understands Rico now. That's how we're getting everything. Do you not know Rico? Uh, huh? I said, do you not know Rico? I did after this movie. I didn't right, know before this movie. And not this viewing I knew after seeing it in theaters in 2008. Anyways, uh, they agreed they're going to do this. That's great. So they uh, then go, uh, uh, Gordon then goes to where uh, our friend uh, is having, uh, Eric Roberts is having dinner in, with a bunch of the other mobsters. And the one mobster who had the dogs is like, all right, we got to bring in the Joker now. We got to have him kill Batman. Like, he was right. This is the right way to do this. I'm going to call it out right now. Uh, Andy, hit the music for Gotham's Finest, please. 
Batman returns to the dark night. It's Gotham's finest secret delights. Secret delights. I think it's just Eric Roberts. Straight up. That's great. Like, wow. like, I agree. Yeah, there's some issues with this character like later when he breaks his ankles and then like is totally fine after it's uh, it's he is a okay. Tim he just has even, very even strong angles. Dropped off. Like that was just a weird thing to me of like Batman dropping him off like it's not gonna kill you. It's like there's a lot of luck involved in that going the right way. He could crack his head. There's For so sure. many things that can happen. Uh, but regardless, I, I think that he there's just a look to him of just like especially when you compare him to the mob boss from the last movie, and you're just like, God, this guy's just so much better. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Eric Roberts is he was my secret delight. Deal. I appreciate that. I unanimously agree with you. Um, so then, yeah, we cut to everybody in court and the judge reading off a million different things. And at one point when she's flipping through, reading off the 527 counts of larceny or whatever, grabs a Joker card, is like, eh, puts it down and keeps reading. Uh, and then he says, does, it, do you have any statements to make? And they turn the camera and it's all the criminals like, blah, 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 and they're all screaming and shit. And I was like, oh my God, this is great. Um, from there, we cut to the mayor's office, who was the guy from Suddenly Susan or whatever that show uh, with uh, the woman from. Oh yeah, I'm forgetting he's the name. He's also in Lost. Show. He wasn't Lost. Yeah, but was he was he? in Suddenly Susan first with the what's her name? Susan, Star of Blue Lagoon. Susan. Nick, help oh, me out here. Uh, uh, what's oh, Brooke Shields? Yeah, there it is. Mm. Uh, she has nothing to do with this other than this guy. He's the mayor, and he's like, <laughs> I don't know how you got any of this to happen. Like, you know, the, all these things. It's gonna get. It's Gordon and. Uh, uh, Eckerd in there. Uh, oh man, you're gonna get all these people tossed out, and it's gonna happen. Blah blah blah. And he's like, "Listen, it's no, it's great because yeah, sure, the main guys make bail, but the other guys are caught in the system forever. You get 18 months or whatever he says of clean streets or whatever. He's right. You're like, oh, that's pretty fucking good. Okay, blah 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 blah. Um, so from there, then uh, you know, good job on that. We're we're proud of you. Um. Wait, yeah, yeah. While they're talking, uh, the dead Batman in hockey pads gets tossed out and slams oh, into the glass or whatever. Right? Terrifying. Bad. Yeah, bad about this guy. I don't. I mean, yeah. I mean, especially when they go continue. then to the we get that happening. Then we get it in Bruce Wayne getting ready for the Harvey Dent fundraiser, and on TV is the report about this that ha- from Anthony Michael Hall, whatever weird science uh, that has the cl- the video from uh, Heath Ledger's Joker uh, having kidnapped this guy, Brian. Right? Are you the real Batman? And just has that amazing look at me. Look at me. And then he look, does, at like, me. look at me. And I remember being in the theater and like, and I can hear it on my soundbar as well. Like, but like, guard. totally. Because it is this like, <laughs> I'm like, look at me. And it's like the way it like, boom, like locks in. And Brian's performance of looking at him is so good, right? And yeah. basically, he now that Joker's on the payroll for this, he's like, this is the deal, right? I'm a man of my word. And people will die every day until the Batman re- reveals his identity. such scary stuff you know yeah when the the thing hits the wall the glass you're just like oh my god totally it almost made me pee my pants a little bit which would make me need to here we go change my underwear (laughs) (laughs) brought to you by me undies uh me undies believes that comfort is about more than what is touching your skin it's about feeling comfortable in your skin you're a total badass and what you wear should only accentuate that fact me undies truly believes empowering self-expression their pledge for 2020 and beyond is called Me Undies Gives, an initiative that supports those who have systemic barriers to their self-expression. By shopping Me Undies, you support causes such as LGBTQ plus communities, mental health and well-being, and women's rights. Uh, Me Undies offers classic colors to ridiculous prints. It's all so you can fully express yourself in your own unique way. I just got some uh, with some koalas on it, and like they remind me a lot of the sexy koala that kind of looked like Nick. And man, that's a that's a lot to take in. Uh, but there's some Harry Potter ones coming out. Oh, uh, Greg's really excited about. 
Uh, MeUndies believes you and your butt deserve more comfort inside and out. That's why there's the MeUndies membership. It's really a great way to love on yourself. Uh, MeUndies has a great offer for you guys for first-time purchasers. You get 15% off and free shipping. MeUndies also has uh they're problem free philosophy if you're not satisfied with any product for any reason they'll exchange or refund it no caveats no questions uh meundies.com slash morning that's meundies.com slash morning to get 15 percent off your first order and free shipping also this episode is sponsored by blue chew let's talk about something we could all use more of right now sex Great sex. Uh, guys, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. BlueChew.com. That's blue, like the color blue. Uh, blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Uh, you can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. <laughs> I see yeah. That. yeah 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 well, one of my good friends actually has been using uh blue chew for a while and uh he is super happy with how it works because he was having some some issues and those issues are things of the past now blue chew is made in the usa it's prescribed online by licensed physicians so you don't have to go to the doctor or wait in line it's even cheaper than a pharmacy and they prepare and ship it ship it right to you in a discreet package no awkwardness and you don't need to leave the house uh right now there's a special deal for you guys. You can visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment for free. When you use the code FUNNY, you just pay $5 shipping. That's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, promo code FUNNY to try it for free. Uh, Blue Chew is the better, cheaper choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. Uh, remember, that's bluechew.com. Use promo code FUNNY. Back to the plot. Yeah, let's see Kevin run in here to say, there it is. Look at him. Look at his there little go. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A tiny leg. Mouth shoveled with food, <laughs> drinking hands, scurrying back in to get the shot back up. Yeah, that's a good segue right. right there, big dog. Yeah, many, seven, I, I wow. agree. Best, best out of 10. Rated. Great, Thank but you. not perfect. Appreciate it. So, nine out of 10, it's going to be hard to beat. All right. Went for my glasses and I'm not wearing them. Uh, <laughs> Batman, like I said, watched all this on the news. Then he climbs in his helicopter because he's coming to the Harvey Dent fundraiser. So the Harvey Dent fundraiser is going on uh, at this top of this. It's not. Is it his house? Because he's get, he's getting helicoptered in from somewhere else. Yeah, we saw him house. watching the. We yeah, well, he's the got more than one houses. Yeah, he's a okay. house. Well, it seems like Nick and Aunt Kevin are saying the same thing, but differently. But it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> Bruce Wayne's penthouse was shot on the ground floor of an office building in downtown Chicago. During the daytime, the same space was redressed and used as Harvey Dent's press conference. Beautiful. That's amazing. <clears throat> A lot of this is shot in on, on location really cool. in Chicago. Conference. Um, <laughs> anyways, Harvey uh, arrives at his own fundraiser, and he is super out of place. Obviously, you know, and Rachel calls it out. Of course, you know that he can take on all these mobsters, but it's going to be these uh, blue bloods that are giving him a hard time. Uh, and so he's like, "Oh yeah, you know this, that, and the other." And then, the, uh, no, not yet. Then uh, there's a loud noise, and it's a helicopter, and it's Bruce Wayne arriving with three different models. We assume beautiful women dressed in different colored outfits. Um, I don't know why I thought that was important to tell you. <laughs> Beautiful that is what I, I was like. Key information. There's three women. Different colors. Yeah, you know, very bright colors. Uh, Bruce walks in, gets a drink, and immediately launches into his campaign speech about Harvey Dent. He's like, you know, when Rachel told me she was dating Harvey Dent, I said, the guy from those terrible campaign ads? Again. I believe in Harvey Dent. Come on, Harvey. But then I met Harvey, and I saw the good he's been doing in the city, and I do believe in Harvey Dent, and that's why everybody's here, and we should all take care of him. Yeah, and everybody's cheers and stuff. Shits. 
Um, so then, yeah, uh, they start mingling around a bit. And, uh, yeah, so uh, Bruce goes outside and does the throws his drink over the edge. He's not going to drink champagne. He's Batman. And then Batman. Uh, Rachel comes out. Drink? Come on. And she starts, well, you know, he's got to keep his head clear. Batman. Rachel comes out and she starts talking. And, you know, is this the, where we start the first time we talk about a day could yeah a day could come and it could be Harvey's that light and like I can you know take off the cowl and he can we started that, right? that whole fucking thing and that's when Harvey comes out and he's like can <laughs> I okay. can I borrow Rachel you for a okay, second Greg? <laughs> ah, I'm burping a bit you know what it is you got a little you got a little you got a you got a recap go. juice um, I need some recap juice like nobody's business uh, it sucks we do these at 11 a.m. now you know what I mean way harder to explain to the old ball and chain why the bats out here puking up everything I ate. <laughs> You can only say stomach bu- bugs so many times, you know. Take you to the hospital. Uh, uh, <laughs> must have been, been the lunch. We're about to have. All right. So Harvey brings her back inside. They get into a conversation where he's like, basically, you know, let's, you know, let's get married. Let's flip for it. And she's like, let's be serious. And like, all right, let's be serious. And she goes, I don't know. And he's like, oh, you know, I don't know. It's basically a no. Tell me it's not that Bruce Wayne guy. He sucks. And then Bruce comes in and chokes him out in the middle of it and drags him out. Awesome. Why? Because there's a second point of action that I've completely ignored just to tell you about the penthouse. Yeah, Nick. So, okay. How does that conversation go after this? So what happened to me again? Oh, um, I guess Joker's men got you. Joker's men grabbed you. Yeah. Dog thug Easy. came up and, and choked you. Knocked you. The okay. Head. Why didn't they take me out? Why didn't they just drag me out there? Because that's what they were looking for, right? Oh no, they wanted to eat throw some me out of a window and just mingle. Yeah, he didn't ask her anything because she got thrown out of a window and got caught by Batman. You know what I mean? Like she yeah, was definitely in the hospital, even though she was fine <laughs> from the fall. Maybe like a week later, but it's like, one of those things again for me though. How did I get choked out? How did I get a perfect rear naked choke on me? And then, and then what what really probably would have happened is Joker's still up there talking to everybody once the whole scene is done. Let me and out then here. the process starts. Oh, <laughs> let me out. It's me, Harvey Dent. Yeah. <laughs> but he choked me, goes, put oh, me here he's for here. no reason. He's here, you know. What does Joker do after this? Instead what happens is he, like I had said and leaves. A million, a bunch of different stuff had been happening, like we were talking about, all the threads coming together, right? And so, one of the threads, of course, was it shouldn't say that uh, a card gets delivered to the GCPD, right? That has uh, the commissioner's DNA on it, the judge's DNA, and Harvey Dent's DNA on it. And and Gordon's like, these are clues. Go take care of all these people, right? Really I'll get the commissioner. Somebody go for Harvey Dent. Uh, Works. You go for Harvey Dent. Um, and then somebody go get the judge. All right, got it. Uh, commissioner gets the com- or, or, I'm sorry Gordon gets to Commissioner Loeb who's like Gordon you'll probably never have to know this but when you're commissioner you get death threats on the daily I found the solution a long time ago brings out a glass and a bottle of whiskey or may- maybe was it whiskey it was a scotch. brand I'm not scotch I was a brand yeah, I'm not scotch, familiar with yeah. Um, uh, meanwhile, the judge gets a knock on the door. It's two police officers. They hand her an envelope like, just get in your car and open it. We don't even – it'll tell you where you're going. We don't even know where you're going. And then, as we'll see, of course, the Wartz crew, of course, luckily, is going to be uh, Joker coming right to it. Uh, so, I Judge – I love this because you – Amazing. Uh, I mean, this is another one of those, like, things that I just love in, in, in a lot of Nolan movies. Um, and a million times I've compared it to the Sept scene in Game of Thrones, and I'll mention that every damn time. But it's just where the something's happening on one – the, the sept, sept scene uh, where it blows up the whole sept blows up with the wildfire, the green fire. 
shit. Mm. And it's just like they're they're cutting between different parts, showing you you should probably worry about this, and then it cuts to something else, and mm. and then suddenly it's like you should worry about this too, but remember that other thing. And they cut back, and it just keeps on progressing, and keeps sure. on getting more, and you know something up, something's up. Like it's just so the car was up. well done. Hey, yeah, the judge opens yeah. it. It says up, and she looks up, and the car blows up. Joker cards everywhere. Meanwhile, yeah, the he's like, "How would they even gotten my DNA?" And Gordon's like, "I don't know." You know, this a cup? No, 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 no! And like, it's too late. He's already drank the scotch, and it, it tips over and does like the dry ice effect. He's like, "Ah, oh, God, poison." He's Acid. dead. And then yeah, Bruce chokes Harvey and tells Rachel they're coming for him. It's all going down right now. Shoves Harvey in a thing, puts a broom in it. At the same time, the door opens. It's Wurtz. He gets pushed out of the way, and it's Joker and his crew. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're tonight's entertainment. He's here to find Harvey Dent. Uh, you know, he's going to do all this different shit. He's walking around just killing it, just fucking crushing killing it. it. Ledger, you know what I mean? This is another moment of phenomenal acting where it's just like, I, I have to imagine he was just like, you know Harvey Dent? You know Harvey Dent? You know, like just doing yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. off the cuff. And <laughs> Nolan was like, yes, keep that. Keep doing that. <laughs> he takes a champagne flute off. So throws it all and still tries to so drink it so aggressively that it goes and then it goes it's such a great little <laughs> moment where you're like he just did that that was amazing i wanted to i mentioned last night i would have loved to have seen this whole sequence just uncut yeah. and just see all the little zany tiny things that he was just kind of experimenting and trying out with all the different actors and you know the grabbing the bald guy's head and looking at, like it's just so good dude yeah, so yeah. great um so yeah what, then you get this great scene of bruce wayne going back and there's two people about to get it on or whatever but they've heard the commotion like what's going on out there and he just ignores them and goes and hits the thing like oh you got a panic room and he goes in it and shuts the door behind himself I'm like oh great every time Another i see this i think bruce that's melissa joan hart but it's not her what a great what a great cameo that would be that would have been for amazing. no reason just i mean probably take you out of it a bit uh meanwhile yeah back on the outside uh joker's interrogating everybody he grabs the one dude who's it, uh, is this in your trivia by the way we've never talked about this guy before the senator he grabs mm. the guy he grabs at the end when he's like we're not scared of thugs like you you remind me of my father i hated my father that dude and i I'll, if somebody wants to do anybody else does a quick google while i continue with the plot he is a united senator state senator was a united states senator and he's kind of like the dc batman films good luck charm where he's in an absurd amount of the dc batman movies so if you google him you'll find it and look into it but i remember he, it was a big deal that he kept coming back in weird oh, no. little like he's kind of like stan lee before stan lee was a thing where you could look for him in the movies and senator find him. patrick mm -hmm. lee of uh -huh. vermont okay uh find out how many batman flicks he's been in for me yeah. greg <laughs> greg i will i will say greg that um i'm glad you were right there because this whole movie i kept on pointing out that person's a guy i've seen that person before oh you did turns say out, that ne ne i mean i said it for like three different people in this movie and it turns out i was wrong every time <laughs> i was over three i was over damn three man uh well kevin <laughs> finds that wait real quick i was just say this is the moment where i'm like why would she do this where uh what's her face comes out rachel and yeah rachel comes out and just she suddenly... doesn't want to see this old man's face cut open yeah, but I just I don't like I know she knows that Batman or thinks the Batman's I was gonna say coming. That. Yeah, but like she still, it just coming, seems right? like it's a really big jump for her character to go to. I don't know. I it agree. Just didn't seem. I think she just possible. wants to stand up to bullies because that's what her job is, and also she knows that Batman sleeps about fifteen feet away. So, All right, uh, <laughs> and also he's coming out of like he's just gonna he. She probably also again another one of those cuts like we talked about with Gordon on the rooftop. She there's there's missing footage where she looks over and Christian Bale dressed full Batman just is like like just slowly walking pushing through the crowd. over the corridor. Is, like, is it time for you to come in yet? She's like, no, 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 not yet, not yet. More dramatic. Uh, and then, and the, right, the group of people don't make any noise about this. Like Batman yeah. is walking in like. 
No, you guys. Hey, they know. They're, no. uh, they're all eyes on the murder that's yeah, about that's to the take thing. place. That, like, and they've you, also got people with guns in their face. Even the guys the, like, with the guns are so back. focused by this that they can't look at Batman walking into the room right now. Uh, Maybe they thought it was Greg, a Batman cosplay. Like, oh, we got a co- we got a Batman for this party. That's awesome. Oh, neat. Spit uh, it out, Kevin. There are six Batman cameos, including Batman Forever, Batman in the Animated Series, Batman and Robin, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises, and, like, and uh, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Beautiful. Damn. That's Keep your eyes peeled for him. I mean, there hasn't been another Batman movie, really. I mean, <laughs> ah, you got him. You got him, dude. Look how dumb he looks. He's right <laughs> in the face, like the mouth part. But he's right. Just another Batman movie. I guess. I'm like still alive, by the way, too. I don't even know. I don't even know if Patrick Lee is still, <laughs> still alive. That's a good point. Uh, anyways, Lee. Uh, so everything that we just said happens. Happens. Uh, and then you're gonna love me. And Joker and Batman start fighting a little bit. The guys get involved. There's a great scene that is so reminiscent. I don't know. I don't know if, if this is actual, but it was so reminiscent of the '66 Batman, where Joker's hanging back with his thugs, watching the other thug fight Batman. And when that guy gets done, jo- he Joker grabs the, his thug and throws him in to fight Batman. And then he gets a few good hits in, and that's when he. I think he gets knocked down right, and he does the thing with his shoes and the knives, and he runs over and starts trying to kick him, and they all fight around or whatever. Uh, eventually, Joker realizes in is over is in over his head. Grabs uh, Rachel, walks to the window. Uh, blows it out from behind, blows out the window, let and then it, it hold. Yeah, let her go. Poor choice of words. <laughs> and drops her. She slides <laughs> so down. He, Batman runs. He j- jumps. He j- slides down. She's screaming. He's able to grab her. He's able to throw open his cape on one side to do a corkscrew maneuver. As many pa- parachuters is- know, is that when they go down, they slam into a cab. Uh, her underneath, uh, over his arm in the cape, and her, uh, him there, and both are okay. He must have it. dropped. It looked I like it was 80 it. stories. I it looked like this. it was 80 stories. Might have been 30, but still a lot of stories. This is my least favorite part of this movie for so many different reasons. One that's of which is lazy. the the fall and like the the car catching them just like that's stupid and doesn't feel like it makes sense in this world that they felt. The line that she has is one of those forced corny like slight comedy nice coat moments that this movie doesn't have many of. So it's like even weirder, but also from a plot perspective like him diving out the window and he brought up like okay so the joker's just up there like what happens after that uh but in addition to that it's like this moment is kind of the thing that makes joker realize like oh batman likes this girl and it's like or he just likes human being right yeah Yeah, exactly that's the other thing too the way you uh, joker will say later on right the way you i thought you were dead for a second the way you threw your out yourself out that window after that girl like that is a no leap of writing logic that i'm like all right i'm here for the ride but like that is that's a a far bridge to cross. Yeah. Uh, anyways, with all these people dead and all this blood in his hands, uh, you know, it, things are starting to fall apart here. So uh, Gordon is like trying to get more people at the GCPD to be part of this. And they're like, dude, nobody's going to do this. It's all over. Harvey comes bur- barreling into the room with a bulletproof vest, tosses it at loud. And like, you need to get in front of a judge right now and say what you got to say, because I need this out of you before you're fucking killed. Um, and so like, it's not going well, but they're still hanging on to it or whatever. Right. Um, then this is where we get the world burns line, right? Where Batman's re- re- reviewing tape of the Joker and how him and like doing facial scans. And he's like trying to figure it out. And, you know, Alfred's there and he's just like, listen, man, like you changed things. You know, Joker's right. You changed shit. And like you spat in the face of Gotham's criminals. So they've turned to something they barely understand. I don't think you understand it. And he tells the story about the guy who, you know, stole rubies, but didn't even want to trade him for anything. He just wanted to steal them for good sport. sport. Yeah, exactly. They like you know they. I don't. It isn't here. But later on, you know, how, did you ever did you ever catch that guy? Yeah, we burned down the forest. Um, I love that line. I think that's beautiful. so great that like sometimes there's just 
There's not much you can do except like burn it all down. Some men just want to watch the world burn. It's really so bad good. for the environment. Meanwhile, uh, Corpy said, "Like Michael Caine, Andy." Huh? Some men cool. just want to watch. Want... Hold on, <clears throat> hold on, hold on, everybody, stop. Some men just want to watch the world burn, mushed away. That's good. That's good. That's that was good. really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. Now, yeah. do Don't sniff. Forget it next time. Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it becoming more and more of a goldfish underwater? <laughs> He's drowning even though he breathes water. Well, 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 so well. from there now, I forget how what how it's reported, but he's like Joker puts into the media or just a Batman or the GCPD. I don't fuck GCPD that Harvey Dent is dead at this corner, and they go to that corner and they find two other guys dead there. Uh, you know, one of them's like last name's Harvey or first name's Harvey, the second name's Dent or some shit like that, and they're dead there, and they're Joker faced up, and Batman comes into the room, and he's like. Yeah, get out. You know, can you give me 10 minutes of the room or whatever before your people contaminate it? Ramirez is like, us? And it's like, yeah, you fucking suck. Get out of here. And so ba- and Gordon's like, yeah, get the fuck out of here, Ramirez. And so Batman goes around and he finds a bullet in the wall and he's like, that's brick. I don't, you know, I don't know. He's, you know, I forget what he says, something about something. And then Batman cuts the brick out and uh, he takes it back to the cave and he, uh, his, you know, Leia, and he does a whole bunch of different tests of a, another gun shooting different kinds of uh, bullets into the fucking walls. This is great detective. What a cool, uh, I don't very what intricate, doing, but cool. Wait, no. So what? What? what um, de- uh, detective Gordon, I guess, in this, what he said, or Lieutenant, maybe it doesn't matter. What he had said is like, He's are you going to try to get like? The 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 ballistics the on the bullet, ballistics, yeah. and he's like, "No, I'm gonna get the fingerprints off." And it's like, "What?" And then what he does is he shoots like six rounds into similar right? material, mm-hmm. yeah, similar material, material, and then he analyzes. I mean, he just looks at the 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 bullet to see which one matches closest to it, and then they like X-ray it so that they can see how the bullet got destroyed. You would need. A lot more, like yeah, you would, ha- you would have the, to this, do this probably a hundred more times. No, but I, mean, I wish it's they cool. just had let him. I think it's cool. Get, we don't see him do detective stuff. Yeah. And this is cool detective yeah, stuff. Yeah, but like, I want him I'm to gonna do recreate this. Stuff. I've already mapped this bullet. I've already mapped all these bullets. Now I'm going to shoot them into the wall. When I find the one that matches, I can then extrapolate that first data. Off, from yeah, here. kind of. First off, the bullet. Would, first off, your fingerprint would be on the shell. First off, how many first offs can there be? One. Your your fingerprint would be on the shell, and the shell wouldn't be Nick. That's that's very smart. Yeah. Second off. You doing shoot? It doesn't like you could absolutely get the ballistics from the bullet, even if it, it was shattered. You could look at it. Ballistics forensic scientists could look at it, and be like, "This is an X caliber well, bullet." He didn't want the ballistics. He didn't care about the ballistics. Yeah, he I was trying that. to. Yeah. I, I get it, but this to me is another one of those Chris Nolan like, let's just make some bullshit up. Where I wanted like if. It's just unfortunate because I'm like, if you're going to make him do detective work, make him do good detective work, not made up, make believe weird shit that that if you stop to think about it for five seconds, you're like, how the fuck would that work? You're doing a computer simulation. And why would that matter? Why not just scan all the fragments of the bullet in and have the computer recreate that? That well, makes more sense. That, why bother shooting shit into a fucking brick? Because they don't know what piece is supposed to fit. You know how the bullet deforms when it it's hits. It's a puzzle the- either way. You have a computer fucking scan every single piece and the computer figures it out while you go have a yeah, lot why do you, it was why especially you, reverse you, engineering, but Nick, do you hate this more or do you hate the fact that the two people were named like something Harvey and Dent something or whatever? That, that makes sense because it's the Joker <laughs> fucking with these people and, and like he found two random people and put them together. Me. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. I, I don't I don't mind that because it's psychological torture. What I do or, or torment, what I mind is just like this random like make believe bullshit where but they're I don't know. It just Nick, didn't work how cool was it when like Lucius Fox comes in? He's like, we figured it out and clicks the video and all the fragments realign to become a bullet and it turns over and you see the fingerprint. I, I know it's dumb. 
like the science behind it isn't there but like it looked cool and it was that moment that they would like that whole scene existed for that moment also the gun on the tracks like mechanically awesome. moving to the next awesome. thing so cool. taking a shot really loud. moving oh my god so loud so loud I, yeah he's like, I think you could have made it a bit louder remember yeah. when he says that you're like oh yeah, you're so yeah, cheeky yeah. michael Kane. please don't die on us <laughs> so that. while this is happening and all the tests and the reassembling of the bullet they're getting ready for the commissioner's funeral and they're doing the whole you know the they got the bagpipes they got the people marching everybody's in the dress blues and they also got people all over the roof right because there's you know they know that they're going to try to kill more oh the uh, joker had run I don't know why the paper would run this. We had run in the obituaries, the mayor's obituary, saying he was the next to die. Paper gets this, like, sure, we'll run this. Uh, <laughs> Seems like yeah, responsible no journalism. Totally makes sense to us. Uh, I didn't even hear the mayor died. Maybe we get to break this news. Uh, so <laughs> they've got a whole bunch of people in the things. They're all set for it. Batman gets the number as he's leaving, or the th- thumbprint gets his motorcycle. You know, my cross references against all the people and all the things, and yada, yada, yada. They find out that the one guy who will be Polka Dot Man in Suicide Squad uh, mm-hmm. lives at the, you know, on the parade route or whatever, or the funeral parade route. Uh, Batman shoots over there. Uh, everybody's panicking on what the hell's going on. Batman gets in the building as Bruce Wayne, obviously. Uh, he makes his way to the apartment. It's got a, you know, it's a glass door, but like it's got paper over it. He breaks in, finds all these dudes uh, stripped and bound and blindfolds on. And he goes over to his little, he's a man voice, but he's still dressed as Bruce Wayne, which is cool. And he's like, what's going on? And they're like, oh man, the guys jumped us and they took our, our suits and our guns and shit. And so Batman walks over to the window and looks at the little uh, thing there that's not a sniper, it's a sniper scope, but, or a telescope, I guess, and looks out there. There's no gun. And then a timer goes off and the window thing goes up and all the cops see the window thing go up. So they start shooting over there. This is during the 21 gun salute, too. Uh, they shoot over there. Gordon thinks he hears it. And then, when you know, on like the third time, uh, the polka dot man and Joker and his gang down there, they turn the bullets towards uh, the mayor. Gordon runs in, grabs him, dives with his back to it. He takes one round to the back and falls over. Eventually, Worst comes over and he's like, he's dead. Uh, this is now pandemonium. All the Joker dudes drop their guns. They all run into the different, you know, directions and areas or whatever. Uh, they immediately catch polka dot man. Um, Harvey weird and Rachel seeing, uh, are there. We're seeing the uh, Joker without makeup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think it looks cool. so cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's, awesome. it's one of those things that if you pay pay attention earlier when the the there's a like pan shot that's come that uh, goes like from behind the mayor through the crowd and you can see the scars on him as it like goes by. That's and it's cool. like oh cool. That's cool. It's really cool. This scene was weird to me, and I don't want to go on too long about it, but it's just like this felt like the Tim Burton-type movies of the plan of like, okay, the, the mayor's here. We know the mayor is a target, so we're going to have this very public like parade, and they even bring up, oh, man, there's a, there's a, sure there's a lot of windows here. It's like, okay, then do the parade somewhere else. Yeah, like, do a different route, right? It, just, it kind of just feels like some safety precautions should be taken. I get it's a movie. They had to do this, but it's that combined with then Batman going in, not in costume, just as Christian Bale, or just as Bruce Wayne. And uh, he does the Batman voice, but it's like, what was your plan if they didn't have blindfolds on, you know? And so he then he's in there sense. and then he, he walks over like, yeah, that's true. He could have done something. It just felt like a bizarre choice. Like, and then he goes over to the window and he's looking through the thing and almost gets shot at. And he just kind of like backs away. Ooh. It's just like so much of that just felt like weird for what they were doing but, but it, it got to cool. a really cool place yeah that's the thing uh gordon's confirmed dead uh dent goes uh over to polka dot man and starts asking him questions and he's all like ah, crazy and uh he looks at his uh, lapel because the guy keeps doing like this 
like totally like cheesy over it looks and it says rachel dawes and so that's when you know uh, harvey's like fuck this and goes and drives the ambulance away and uh then gordon's dead and so they go the gcpd goes over to uh gordon's house to tell barbara one hey he's dead she breaks down in tears uh, and then she starts screaming at Batman, who's there mourning as well, which I think is cool. Uh, then we cut back to Wait, Harvey Batman Dent. Batman just hiding in the top of someone's stairs. Yeah, where he's been before. Yeah. We remember from Batman Begins. Uh, then we have Harvey Dent. Yeah, he's got the polka dot man tied up, and he's got the gun, and he's like, you know, tell me what you know. And he's like, no. And he's got that gun. He brings out the coin again, like, you know, I'm gonna, well, how about we flip for it? Head, heads, you know, you keep yours, tails, you, you're not so lucky. Uh, it comes up heads, of course. Uh, and then he's like, let's flip again. He goes like, no, no, no. He tells him what he a little bit or what he needs to know or nothing. I forget. He says something. He here. can't say anything. Right? Like uh, This Batman- is when Batman gets there when he goes to flip the coin a second time, grabs the coin. He's like, you leave a man's life to chance. He's like, no, I want it. Like, kind of not really. And then he gets right away. And he's like, this guy's, you know, uh, been Arkham 19 times. His mind's Swiss cheese. He's not going to be able to tell you shit. And this is like the kind of crap that would like, if people caught you doing this, you'd ruin everything. It would be over and all your convictions would be overturned and yada, yada, yada. You can't fall from grace like this. Yeah, I, I love that. I love this that. Guy, by the way, this guy is so crazy. He He's not going to be able to tell you any pertinent details at all as to where the Joker is or might be but he's not crazy enough to stand in line march in a funeral procession and know how to shoot a gun on command like in the right you know what i mean where he's like come on yeah, they all knew they all knew exactly so they clearly he's good enough at understanding the world around him that he can learn all this shit but they're but he's like he's not gonna tell you anything i'm like well he might have a couple pertinent details like where yeah, does but, the joker hang out at night it's not reliable right that's the- well, it's something that you might want. I mean, check it out. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean I'd be like, well, I we like spent a couple scene. minutes talking to this guy. I like the dialogue between uh, with Dent here and all this because, like, this in the last movie with Batman Begins, like, they beat everyone over the head with fear constantly over and over and over. Where, like, that's just a through line between most of the characters. And with this one, like, the word fair comes up multiple times. And I think it's interesting that mm-hmm. Joker, his whole thing about like chaos, it's fair. And with with Harvey, it's like the whole idea of the the chance of the coin of it being fair or not. And I love that both the villains in the movie are, are like tied to that idea sure. that fits into the whole Dark Knight, White Knight thing of like justice mm-hmm. and all that. God, no one's good. That's what he, he brings it in with Rises too when he talks about. Um. So uh, now that all that's happened, uh, about what? That's great, great. Uh, so yeah, when uh, after all this has happened. Uh, Harvey calls Rachel and is like, you can't trust anybody. You need to go someone's... And she's like, I'm with Gordon's man. He's like, Gordon's not there anymore. She's like, oh shit, fuck, I gotta take this seriously. And she's like, I'm gonna go to Bruce's penthouse. And he's like, come on. And she's like, trust me, Bruce's... You know, If you trust me, Bruce's penthouse is the safest place in the city right now. Uh, meanwhile, at GCPD, the officers have turned on the bat symbol and finally like, turn it off. He doesn't want to talk to us. God help whoever he does want to talk to. And then we see a friend of the show, Eric Roberts, in a nightclub uh, with some saucy lady and she and he's like what makes you think i want to talk uh but then in strobe lighting batman just marches in and starts beating the fuck out of everybody in the way so okay where did batman so follow me on this one this is another one of those instances where i'm like could you just have thought for five seconds more about this fun choreography could he not come from a skylight above we don't even see this thing this is the problem i have in these movies get more and more less and less batman centric as they focus more and more on other elements and to me i don't like did he walk in the front fucking door? He walked up 
stairs. He walked past at least 30 people in this place who were like, is that fucking Batman? <laughs> like, what's going yeah. on? You know what I mean? It's like it's not like <laughs> it's not like Sal Moroni was sitting next to the exit door and Batman just peeked in and grabbed him. He walks up a flight of fucking stairs in a very busy club. The more you see Batman in these situations, the more the less the more you have time to look at him and be like, oh, he looks kind of dumb in that suit. And it's yep. the same with like when he's in the bank fall or any time in Dark Knight Rises where they just decided to shoot the entire movie during day. And Batman's like, wow, I stick out like a sore thumb during all of this. I just I don't like this scene. I'm like, can we have thought about another I more like creative it. way I for like Batman it. to be so... fucking Batman? I feel like Batman doesn't always need to be in the shadows, though. But like compared to what well, we then... think about Batman, like with the animated show and stuff, he's like only in the shadows when he's sneaking around. There's mm-hmm. Sometimes he doesn't need to be sneaky. No, now he's, now he's being intimidating as fuck. Can you imagine him walking towards you as he takes down people that are supposed to be protecting you? You know, yeah. It just, it just felt it just felt like lazy. It just it, a lot of the action, a lot of the choreography in this just feels super lazy, and it just feels like they were like we're not we're not interested in in having Batman do anything Batmany until the very very end, and it's it's disappointing. Um. So from there, ladies and gentlemen, uh, he grabs uh Marconi, uh, take right, Maroni. No. Maroni, Maroni. Uh, drags him outside and this is the thing we're seeing we were talking about earlier like you know one professional or another like you got to pick your spots better like I wouldn't die from this height I would just get hurt and he's like or I wouldn't die from up here I'm I'm counting on it lets him go jumps down there starts interrogating him I think I'm gonna put these scenes out order starts interrogating him about like where is the Joker what do you know he's like you did he's got to have friends you have you met this guy great line from Eric Roberts right Batman understands that he doesn't know this then he does the scene with Harvey Dent understands he doesn't know that uh then uh at the end of the Harvey Dent thing, he tells uh, Batman tells Harvey, "Call a press conference for the morning. I'm going to reveal my identity." And that's when Harvey's like, "You can't do this! You can't do it! Don't do it!" Uh, then Bruce goes home. Rachel Dawes is there now. He tells Rachel the plan, and that you know he kisses her here too, and she is like, "Ah, she's it's too many emotions. You know, I don't know what's going on. I don't know who I love or whatever." Um, from there, then it's the next morning. We're at the Batcave again. Uh, Alfred's burning everything because in this giant white room that is like so futuristic, they have like this old ass bro- <laughs> boiler there and like it's powering all the heat. I'm like, all right, not cool. only that, but for some reason, they have to keep paper copies of everything. Yeah, all their invoices <laughs> and shit copy. from it, whatever. Their invoices. Uh, <laughs> and all the Bat Cowl invoices. Uh, they burn all that. Best and, you know, suits. there's some great lines here. Like, there can't be anything that connects this to, connects me to, connects this to Lu- Lucius or Rachel or anything like that. And then they start riding up there, and he's like, I suppose I'll be taken down as accomplice. Accomplice? I'm going to tell him all is your idea. Now, there's a Cute. great pan. Yeah, really Cute. well done. Uh, from there, we're at the press conference, which if I look at my uh, facts of the furious here, I find out is where they also shot Bruce Wayne's. Uh, oh, did you know? You that? Don't no, say mm, yeah, I do smart. Say. Greg never heard that. Um, to, you know, living up to his, uh, his the, the reputation. Harvey Dent lays out this whole thing of like, let's not do this. Like, we're not doing this because we're mad at Batman. We're doing this because we're scared of the Joker. And like, yes, the Batman should have to answer for his crimes and the laws he's broken. But on our terms not on this terrorist terms and everybody out in the the audience is a fucking moron they're like no i can't no, get him I, I don't like him and i don't like spider-man I'm like oh fuck all right fine then let's reveal the well the real batman please stand up and bruce goes to make his move and uh in harvey's like arrest me i'm the batman and everyone's like fuck. yeah man this is so rad because didn't see it coming the first time yeah. I watched this movie, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. such a surprise. And I love how they did it. And the coolest thing, this is, this is just one of those examples of life working out in a weird, bizarre way. Iron Man happened like three months before this movie came out. So like the Iron Man press conference of I am Iron Man, this was three months later. And it's just like such a fun twist on this concept. Like sure. what, what are the chances that those two things happen in 
superhero movies that close and are both fantastic in different ways. Very cool. Um, so they take Harvey into custody and they walk him out back and Rachel, well, they don't even do that yet. Rachel's still at the apartment and she sees all this and she's like, Alfred, what the fuck is Bruce's problem? And she's like, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't have a problem. Miss, like I can't do an Alfred. And, I don't and like the scene. You no, not at all. Great? Where it's like, yeah, she's mad and Alfred rather than really listen to it, just like shuts her down a time. Well, Maybe no, they but both like, share this idea that like you should be Batman and like blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I get that. But like Rachel in, in, the, in this context is an incredibly smart, very well accomplished human being. I think she would understand what was going on here. She plays. She's like, why would he be doing this? I don't understand why Bruce wouldn't set up. And and I'm like, you can't really figure out what's going on here. Like your your boyfriend stepped up because he he believes that it's more important. But but we have to have Michael Caine tell the audience that. So yeah. Rachel comes off kind of like not knowing any like not being able to extrapolate at all what's happening sure. in that press conference and it's just kind of it doesn't work well for her character and that's why i keep i, I keep coming back to like i love maggie gyllenhaal i just don't like what they gave her to do in this because most of the time she just kind of it's just she's frazzled she's like i'm frazzled i'm like all right well so right. uh she gives the note to alfred and I, I do like this and how much she trusts alfred and like you know you know him better than anybody like give it to him when the time is right how will i know that it's not sealed uh she leaves. She goes down to GCPD where they're taking Harvey to county or whatever. And uh, she gets talked to him a little bit here. And he's like, you know, I'm counting on Batman to save me or whatever. This, you know, we got to lure the Joker out kind of shit. Tosses the coin to her. Uh, she grabs it. She's like, you leave this up to you luck. And you know, I make my own luck. And she turns. He turn, It's a double-sided coin. Oh, that's cool. Uh, then it's this, this huge progression. Th- or, yeah, procession through the streets of Gotham to get Harvey to actual jail or to his holding facility in the county. Uh, there's a million SWAT teams there. And they, they got the big old SWAT van he's in. And the SWAT van is being driven by somebody in a full face mask. And then the teacher who brought a gun to school in Boston Public, if you remember Boston Public. Which, wow, yes, this that's is, a I great think the, poll. This is the second or third time I've brought up Boston Public in Batman in review, and I'm very proud of that. Um, he he will be the Dude, one who talks the entire way of like, that's not it. good. I that's not good. Hate it. I hate that character. I love the reveal, and I know we needed something. But at a certain point, you were like, why aren't you fucking talking back to me, guy with full face mask? Also, he gets in the car, and he goes, hope you got some moves, buddy. I'd be like this. Wait a minute. Are you guys a SWAT team? Don't you guys work together constantly? Wouldn't you know every single person that's fucking on here? Why wouldn't you be like, who the fuck are you? And why are you driving this car in an in a entire police department full of people who might double cross you? I'd want to know every single person that was with me in that van, not just some fucking rando. But yeah. the fact they just keep cutting back to this guy, he's like, oh, that's not good. That's not good. And it cuts to the other guy. He's like, mm-hmm. like it's so awkward every time the guy says something and, and Gordon doesn't say anything back to him. So yeah, you don't this think is that happening. It was just cut that way. No, I think that Gordon was like. I, I don't think suspension of disbelief. Like, yeah, Gordon talks to him yeah. off camera. So that's what I'm saying. Like it was just for like our movie sake, I mean, not to reveal I, that it moment. It didn't occur to me. No, to me, it seems like this guy's just talking. And if the scene had gone on 15 minutes longer, the guy would have eventually been like, "Why the fuck aren't you saying anything back to me? Who are you?" I thought Take that was just to off. trick us, not not trick because I don't want to hear Gary Oldman and Gary Oldman and Commissioner Gordon isn't good at voices like Andy is, so that's the problem. Yeah, and also, well, also if he did talk, it would be so quiet you couldn't hear it. Exactly. Maybe he did say <laughs> things. Point. You know, he's muffled. Yeah by the mask uh so like i said this is going and sure as shit it's you know the joker and his uh hench crew show up and they want to take harvey dent and kill him so uh you know it's a big old mac truck that originally joker pops up really cool and shoots a police officer with a shotgun and then that gives chase 
and it's a slaughter instead of laughter on the side and they open up the thing when they're there and joker's shooting with his just a uh, uzi and then he gets a rocket launcher and that shit's blown up and then the batmobile shows up and it's pancaking people and things and then like when he goes for the second rocket launcher the batmobile drives over and jumps and it takes the hit and it goes boom, when he goes down batman takes out some of his dudes uh he then batman you know smashes through this is not in chronological order batman this is such smashes. a well-paced chasing i love this action and i think that it both from a dialogue perspective music perspective and just kind of like interesting levels of rising interesting ha- things happening mm-hmm. it's so great and then it ends of course with the the face-off between batman and joker it's like such a such a nice build-up to, the, to these, yeah. these moments a fact here is uh while filming the chasing with the joker and the swat bands one of only four imax cameras in the world at that time was destroyed nice. so oh. that's ridiculous but it being shot in imax like they really took advantage of it to like use every inch of the screen and to be able to really get that claustrophobic feel in the the tunnels that we're familiar with from the last movie but now just kind of like using every inch of them in interesting ways to use the camera and show the the truck next to the cop cars and the way that the batmobile is or the tumbler kind of interacts with those things i was like super super in the entire time it's then using the the jump that we know from the first movie to block the rocket it's all just so awesome i i also think another thing that's really perfect about this whole sequence is during this whole underground part no music just explosions yelling sort of barks of dialogue here and there and you really were of the batmobile like that's the thing is the sound design of this shit is just fucking rad because even if you weren't watching it if you just listen to this stuff it still tells a story that to me is like so awesome for a chase scene and then the tumbler explodes or whatever because of the rpg the motorcycle ejects you know self-destruct mode or whatever on activated or whatever and then that's where the music kicks in and it's so fucking hype like th- this is one of those just one of the many Hans Zimmer moments that just your goosebumps from head to toe mm-hmm. it's it's so mm-hmm. goddamn good I, yeah when I he shoots out in the bat cycle I queued it up where the bat cycle comes out just because it's so freaking cool look at that hold on yeah this poor guy with the sandwich it. you know what I mean he's just trying to work he's still like he's just trying to get his hoagie on you know just fine uh they just made a whole bunch more work they just they're out there doing construction this that. motherfucker just smashed through the side of the guy he's got job for two months you know he's good to go oh, God, that looks so cool. cool. i mean that, like oh, clean up alone that looks so I, cool I, I think everybody wants to remake the uh scene from akira with the with the bike kind of spinning mm-hmm. but like when the bike here rotates the oh, opposite yeah, yeah. access See, that part's that's cool. the coolest fucking thing ever, dude. That part's cool, but I, but I, I, I think like for me this is a little spoiled because I wish we talked about it last time. But I hate when he has to go down into the thing. I wish the reveal of him going down into the tumbler was him shooting out as the bike. That's uh, the first time I'd ever seen that. I think that would have been way cooler. That's kind of cool. And second, I think that there's there's a shot coming up after he um, flips over the Mack truck, which is a fucking amazing. Amazing, um, amazing. You, uh, you just get to it yeah when he's chasing and then he goes vroom, 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 and he comes and then he plants the thing on the ground and joker even looks back and then he just goes so i love cool. it first and off love, it was a weird, a weird go ahead i love the performance of heath ledger when he crawls out of it where he can't stand up right and, <laughs> the, and, he, and he shoots the gun by accident yeah. right and it's just yeah. so fucking good so there's two things in this scene that i don't i, I just just very nitpicky one i don't i hate the choreography of the, the bike going up and then flipping around and coming back down. It just what? looks so stupid. What? It looks no, so no, dumb. That's cool. Oh, that's cool. It's yeah. so fucking cool. It just it's one of those things where it's like it just doesn't look right. It looks CG. It doesn't look like it didn't do work for me. And second, there's a moment where they're driving and I never got this before. But correct me if I'm wrong. 
Heath Ledger, Joker kicked the guy that was driving the car out before. He says, let me drive, right? The guy got kicked out because he was dead. So yeah. it's just Joker driving this. And then There's somebody, dude in the car. when Batman, what's that? There was another dude in the car. Oh, there was a second. I thought he had a henchman and a clown. Yeah. Okay, because there was a there was one part where someone goes, he missed, and I was like, I think it was Joker was the only person left in that guy, in that the cabin of it, but I was mistaken. I apologize. Yeah, so I, I just, just rewatched that, that scene stupid. right now. There was one dude right next to him who looks really interesting. Because I okay, because he throws the guy out that's older. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, guy was, like he was the truck driver like from the very beginning that like yeah had laid yeah. down or whatever. Uh, anyways, yeah, so that happens. Gets out. Hit me. Come on, hit me. I don't like this. We're back. I assume, and everybody correct me if I'm wrong. Is the motive is Batman barrels down on him that Batman wants to kill him, but yeah, at the I last second so. swerves away and dumps the thing because he's yeah, like, I can't I do this. So. It makes okay. zero sense. Yeah. I don't like it. Okay. I think I wish Batman had something. He's got to have some other. The guy's non-lethal everywhere. Doesn't he have like a grappling hook to wrap around his ankle and pull him to the ground it's, and knock him it's out? It's bad. Know? They just needed okay. to incapacitate. Again, lazy choreography where they're like, how do we get Batman incapacitated so Gordon can save the he'll, day? He'll, he'll, he'll knock himself out. He'll knock him. He'll yeah. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Let him do that. He's by the way, he's just fucking like. Prove to us that this bike, he can do crazy shit on this bike, but he can't stop. He can't. So stop he ditches that. the bike. He gets knocked out a little bit. The Joker goon tries to take off the mask. He gets zapped. He falls down. Joker, instead of running to Batman, runs to him and makes fun of him and kicks so him. Great. Then, so yeah, he gets problem, over uh, Batman with a knife ready to do his business. And that's when you hear the shotgun and it's Gordon behind him with the shotgun. And it's like, oh, we fucking got him. And so they got him. Uh, they then Gordon is, you know, they all go back to GCPD, right? They uh, uh, everybody's excited for Gordon. I might be putting things out of order here. Yeah, right. Because they Joker's in the jail cell. This is the knife scene of them pulling it out. Everybody around there, everybody's like hooting and hollering. Joker, uh, Gordon walks in. He's like, get away from the camera. I don't want anything for his mob lawyers to use against us. Uh, at this time is when the mayor comes in and congratulates Jim on not being dead. And then also tells him he's taking the big job. He's Commissioner Gordon now. Um, that's all happening there. And that's great. Dent is excited. Uh, <laughs> transitive tissue here, but they put him in the interrogation room. Uh, do we know? Oh, that's the thing, right? That's the thing. Okay. So what I missed there is the tissue is that I jumped away from the scene too quickly where when Gordon opens on the streets of Chicago, opens the thing and says, we got him, Harvey. Uh, Harvey then gets put into a, cat, a car by Ramirez. He's like, I got to get home to a upset girl. I got a very confused girlfriend. He's like, I figured counselor. And she shut the door. He drives away and she does that like looking like, Meh. and then uh, Rachel gets kidnapped too by, by words or whatever. Um, or maybe worse. Yeah, no, that's right. Uh, and so then we're back there now. And then, you know, okay, cool, motherfucker. You're in the jail cell. I'm Commissioner Gordon. That's all great. And then they find out that Harvey Dent never made it home. And so that's when they put Joker in the interrogation room. Also, a big old fat guy gets in, admitted into the holding cell with Joker. And he's like, my insides, uh, the boss promised fireworks. He told me I'd be good. Um, so, yeah, then they go in to interrogate Joker. Of like, well, all right, what's fucking going on? Gordon does and Joker's like I'm not telling you shit and he's like alright you want to do this the hard way takes off the cuffs he's like I'm gonna go get a cup of coffee and he's like oh good cop bad cop not exactly door shuts and the lights turn on and Batman's been behind him the whole time slams his head down and we just get a fucking scene you know what I mean just a cinematic masterpiece of Joker Dude, and Batman talking this Love scene it. coming right after the amazing chase action scene we just saw it's like this fucking movie is relentless it's like if it's not having a, a scene that just stands on its own that's amazing it's doing one of the game of thrones set scenes of having a bunch of th- shit adding up together and it never stops like we're never getting like moments that last longer than 15 seconds of just kind of like setting up something for the next shot it's mm-hmm. always just like 
every bit feels like a like we always talk about the every frame of painting type stuff like to me this feels like every scene is telling its own story and it's so awesome because this interrogation scene is like textbook 101 how to fucking make a movie how to make a scene and how to believe in characters 10 out of 10 content here um so yeah the important things to pull from it obviously uh, beyond the great acting or whatever right is that joker plays his hand right of like what time is it well it's very important to what time it is that he could be in one place or many places uh and it's that yeah he is, he is kidnapped both uh, harvey Dent and uh rachel Dawes. Wait, wait, Sorry, there's some crazy audio going on. That's the extra life for kids thing. So if you have been working on extra life graphics and shit, then we just got an extra life donation. Is cool, that means. cool. Give me Thanks. one second. Yes. 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 Hell out of me. How do I mute um, it? I do want to point out, I love this scene because this scene is, is where the two ideologies kind of clash, right? Where he mm-hmm. talks about, he has that great line where he's like, you have nothing to threaten me with. And it's so true because Batman, did we lose the stream? No, no, we're totally fine. I'm sorry. I'm oh, trying sorry. to figure out how to mute this thing. Um, you guys keep so going. I, this is just previous yeah, stuff that they. I absolutely, see. I absolutely love that he's just like you have not like all of your strength. You have nothing you can threaten me with, and it's so true because there's that moment where like yeah he slams his head on the table like yeah fuck yeah Batman's gonna like beat a confession to this guy just like my hero Stabler from from Atlanta or SVU Atlanta. even though he had to go to a lot of therapy after that and a lot of stuff happened anyway. But but midway through the power dynamic shifts and you're like oh shit he does have the upper hand similar to our other favorite movie Greg that's right Seven starring Brad Pitt and mm-hmm. Lucius Fox Morgan Freeman these are all right. shared universe that's right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um so. Uh, again, the information's out, Rachel. That this is the thing we talked about earlier as well. So we're just trying, you know, I thought maybe it, you really were Harvey Dent the way you cared about or whatever. Uh, he Joker gives the two addresses, uh, but as we will find out, of course, switches who's at which one. He lies. So Batman runs out going after Rachel. Gordon runs out with his team to go after Dent. Uh, however, when Bat- then we get uh, Dent and Rachel waking up uh, in their you know rooms full of gas and bombs or whatever. And, you know, Rachel being the calm one and talking Harvey through all of this. Uh, and she she's very aware that Batman will come save her and it probably won't happen for him. So she starts coaching him on how to get out of it. He rocks his chair around, falls over, knocks over a gas canister, gets all, you know, just one side of his body, his left side, covered in gas. Um, while this is happening, she's like, you know, you asked me a question. The answer is yes. She says that she is going to, you know, end up being with him. Uh, Batman busts into the room. He thinks to save Rachel. He's actually there to save Harvey. Harvey. Oh. No, why did you this moment? Why are you here for me? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. This moment when we first saw it in theaters, we were just like, "Fuck!" Yeah, right, yeah, right. What a jaw dropper. So, uh, you know, Rachel then has the confirmation of like, "Oh shit!" Like it, it is happening. And like I said earlier, doesn't lose her cool, doesn't freak out, is at peace with it. Like this is how it's got to be, and this is how it's going to be, and keeps talking. And even as I remember being in theaters, as a viewer, you still assume something will happen like this is pretty dark for a batman flick but sure as shit you know gordon and team roll up and boom, explode she's dead Gone. i always wow. read this scene really weirdly because i um i always read it as harvey i have something to tell you and then him going no and her being like wait what do you mean no i'm just trying to talk to you harvey like i always read it as she's like responding yeah. calmly to him screaming not knowing that he's actually being rescued uh, it was always like a different read for me but then she says at the very very end I have something to tell you. What is she going to tell him? Oh, I just assumed she would like, yeah. I love you. Or yes, I think she was going to say, yes, I'll marry you, right? Isn't that she already said that, right? She, she said that. that. She, the answer is yes, but then like she kind of like lets out. She, I think she was saying, someone's going to get me. Like I think she was like saying, like someone's going to yeah, come. she was saying, someone's coming, yeah, yeah. And then she got cut off. 
And she was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess she was right. They just were slow. Meanwhile, the bomb went off at uh, Harvey and Batman's place too, but Batman had got him out. It, a bunch of fire kicks off. It, it gets to Harvey, ignites his left side. Batman pins him down and pats him out a little bit, but the damage is done. Uh, from there, we get we get a morning montage, right, of Batman mourning over at Rachel's explosion site. Uh, Harvey, you know, in, in uh, the hospital with half of his face covered and all this shit. And then I think this is maybe even teamed up at the same time with Alfred reading Rachel's letter for the first time while making that little granola breakfast, which was delicious uh, mm-hmm. and saying, hey, you know what, uh, Bruce, you asked me this, but I'm in love with Harvey. Like I'm going I'm going to marry Harvey Dent. I love Harvey Dent. What are we looking at here? Ken? Uh, it's just some oh, of the behind TV footage of how they did it. I just thought it'd be cool to pull it up while we just. Uh, cool, yeah. Sure. Uh, so uh, Alfred knows that, and he's like, "Ooh, fuck! This is gonna go poorly." And he puts it in the envelope, and he's like, "It was just how it's got to be." He walks over there. I thought I'd fix a little breakfast, Governor. And he puts it down, and Batman's sitting there, no mask on, you know, overlooking the city in the daytime. And he's just like, "You know, I did I bring this on her, Rachel, or did I bring this on her, Alfred? Like, you know, she was gonna wait for me." He, he lays it all out. Uh, Alfred takes yeah. away the note, though. He's like, "Good, okay, good old fine. Alfred. His 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 basically son is mourning the death of the woman he loves." And, in, and Alfred can go two ways with this. He can be like, well, I could sugarcoat this for you. But he's like, no. He's like, did I cause this? He's like, yeah, you did. You yeah. caused this. You pushed them farther than they could have gone. How, what did you think they were going to do? And I'd be like, sympathy. A little sympathy is what I'm looking Damn. at right yeah, now. A you little know what sympathy I mean? go, and a little fresh squeezed juice with some granola sprinkled on it. Uh, we cut back to what's going on. Sorry, I was just saying he's trying to get him not to stop, though, right? Like, he's saying, like, this is the consequences yeah, of making well, real change. Yeah. What would you have me persevere, right? Bad oh, yeah. yeah. I exactly. Mean, I think, I, though, let's be honest. I agree with Michael Caine's message here. I just think the timing of the delivery could have maybe be like, hey, dude, I'm so sorry that she just died. Also, you should keep going, though, because he's still out there is basically what I wanted to tell you. But it is your fault, and you totally did this, and you should I'd be like, Alfred, why the fuck aren't you crying, dude? You knew her, too. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, you like, like, I, I think it's girl. a very interesting thing that Batman was going for her. Yeah, like, I think do about too. that. Yeah, like that's it, it's really kind of like a, a a fundamental flaw of the character. And like, I get that like people have flaws, and even Batman has flaws. But like, the movie would have been very different if that if Joker hadn't changed the the Names. addresses, right? Yeah. Like, he that's was true. going to save his love instead of saving the White Knight of Gotham. Yeah, like yeah. Batman. But like, then it would have made it would have made <laughs> Batman. What a Batman thing to do! But I, <laughs> no, I feel you're, you're like absolutely it, right. It would have made Harvey Dent a martyr, and then kind of like the the whole second part of this movie, or not second part, but like the last third, where it's about bringing down Harvey Dent and breaking um, Gotham's like White Knight. Yeah, yeah. The the hope of like Gotham, the hope of the soul. Not yeah. as like that. That would have been a missing piece. Like this, where it's like it's all about corrupting Harvey Dent is so much more impactful you know what i mean so mm. like i feel like had he saved rachel things would have still gone pretty smoothly for for gotham oh no right? that's, what, then that's it's, it's like their martyr right? would have that... died yeah, i think he was saying that yeah point. like the rest of the movie he's talking about like even batman making a sacrifice at the end to be the bad guy is him saying well harvey is the most important piece of this puzzle no i know right? but that's that, like i'm okay. saying I that don't like know what we're talking about <laughs> So, no, agreement. we can move on okay great cool so from there now gordon goes to the hospital try to talk to harvey dent and uh harvey's not having it of course like you won't take skin grabs and you won't do this he's like i'm two-faced he's like oh fuck you're two-faced uh, your name lives up the internal affairs thing you had going on uh that's great uh that's sad uh that's bad uh you shouldn't be like this or whatever and he's like ah, yeah, i'm fucking two-faced we can do that 
<laughs> I'm two-faced. Um, I mean, all he's saying is I'm two-faced. I'm two-faced. Uh, he's really down. He's real. He's in agonizing pain. Uh, I forgot the great scene, by the way, too. Sorry. I think it was during the montage where Batman had come, or yeah, Batman had come, Bruce Wayne had come, and they put the coin there. And so when Harvey wakes up the first time and he picks up the coin, it's still silver, and he knows he gave that to Rachel. And of course, thank you, Christopher Nolan, for showing us him giving it to Rachel again, so we all understood. And they Did rotate, we- and it's all black, and he cries. Sorry, I was I was out. Did we talk about the scene where he, with the pile of money and the and burning all that shit? I don't think that's happened yet. Oh, okay. I think it's like the next scene. Okay. But anyways, well, yeah, sure, whatever. So this jo- Gordon thing happens and Harvey's pissed off. We knew that. Then, yeah, Joker gets the money from the, the bad guys, his half of the money that he, he asked for, uh, and then he burns it. And then the dog guy's like, what the fuck, man? He's like, hey, I'll do what I want with my money. But, you know, it's not about the money. Like, you know, uh, gasoline. What does he say? Gasoline and knives, and they're cheap or whatever. They're cheap. So Did he yeah. also burn Lau alive? Yes, Lau is burned alive at the top of the On pile. top of the yes. pile. That's Okay. That is something you, you know, gets glossed over. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those things. Where, again, you don't hear another, scream, another, you don't hear anything. Another one of those moments where I'm like, wow, they really were just so focused on the story and like getting from beat to beat that I think that's a huge, huge thing that I would have, as a cinematographer, been like, are we going to have a moment where we see this guy burning alive on this huge pile of money and like thematically representing what he stands for versus Joker's ideals? Nah, dude, we got to get to the next thing because there's still 14 movies left. So in this much movie. fucking going on in this movie. <laughs> so, uh, so he slides down. He's like, now tell your men they work for me. No, I won't. All right, we'll fucking feed you to the dogs piece by piece and see what their loyalty is. Then he immediately picks up the phone because he knows that at this exact time, Anthony Michael Hall is hosting a TV show with the redheaded guy from Wayne Enterprises who's about to go live with the who is Batman because he's going to say who Batman is. That way Joker will stop killing everybody and Gotham can get back to normal. Again, it's the exact same thing from the press conference of we're giving into terrorist demands. Joker calls in though and he's like listen I've had a change of heart it's too much fun not knowing who Batman is I don't want you to ruin this so now I'm gonna up the ante whoever fucking kills this guy if you don't if Gotham if somebody in Gotham kills this man then everything will be fine and if they don't kill him by whatever the deadline is 90 minutes an hour I'm gonna blow up a a hospital on Gotham this movie's fucking awesome yeah like holy shit we're still getting crazy twists that are actually fun and interesting and like you believe it Joker's amazing and so immediately Gotham PD is like, we got to evacuate every fucking hospital, get every school bus, get every group thing you can get, get people out of every, every one of the hospitals. We got to worry about this. Focus on uh, Gotham General, the big one downtown that also Harvey Dent said. Um, then, yeah, so then Reese is trying to get evacuated. They shoot at the glass to really show you that, no, people are going to fucking kill this guy. They're going to try to protect him. Uh, Bruce understands all this is happening and he's going to go downtown to try to be, stop everything and protect him. But, you know, he's not going to take the Batmobile. He'll take the Lambo. To be more incognito and offer that funny line about it. So cool. So he's driving around. I'm just gonna get through all this. He's driving around and down there. Uh, you know, inside of the cop car with uh, Reese is Gordon, and then this other guy. Uh, you know, uh, Bruce is on the phone in the Lambo, calling out the guards. He sees to Alfred, so they can cross reference with who has family actually at the hospitals. It turns out, of course, that the guy I forget his name, Blintz or something. Burke. Uh, he, Burke that's it. He's Burke. in Bert Meg. Bert Meg's in the Bert car, Meg. and he's yeah, got a Bert wife Meg. in the hospital. And so, like, Gordon wants the gun. There's this whole thing about it, and like, oh, I'm a little standoff tense moment about it and at the same time like as the, the van starts to go another truck comes in to hit it and uh you know bruce wayne gasses up the lambo takes the blow for it softens the blow for <clears> the <throat> car doesn't kill the redhead kevin a great scene then what's after the, the fun fact. fact about the car kevin it is the uh, lamborghini murcielago which means bat in spanish ah. yeah. and if you notice it's colored black with little hints of yellow very batman-esque Shout yeah. out to oh, uh, there's a great scene here where you know, uh, <laughs> walks over to Bruce and he's like, Mr. Wayne, right? And he's like, Yeah, it's a very brave thing you did. You did what trying to trying to beat the I red? Love it. I love <laughs> it. He's like, You know who's in the van? No, nah, who is it? And he looks back and they have a moment where 
Redhead is like, fuck, that is Batman, and he just saved my life, even though I'm trying to fucking ruin Man, man. Should I go I'm to the, the dude? Uh, what Bruce Wayne's line of like, should I go to the hospital? And he was like, you don't keep yeah. up with news, do you? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so good. good and so, so like he nailing that character. I'll tell you what, this is how I know that Batman's just a better human being than me, right? In general, is if that guy looked at me and I locked eyes with him, I would just be like this. Fuck you. Like, I'm like, I just fuck you. You know what I mean? You little and piece you of shit. keep your mouth shut. Black man, you fucking keep your mouth shut. Daddy's got um, another Lamborghini. He'll shove up your fucking red ass. Nope. I ran through all that. Uh, and Why then is his ass red, happened? Nick? He's, he's redhead. redhead. He's got red, red hair. fur on his butthole. Yeah. Uh, Think about how hairy you're at. <laughs> Yeah, think about that being it's very hairy. your asshole right now. I, see how blonde I wish Christ. we were sponsored by Manscaped so I could just <laughs> segue from that. But uh, anyway, I shoved all that in there. Meanwhile, there's, there's the multiple planes of action thing we always love to talk about here. Right? Uh, meanwhile, over at Gotham General, uh, they're evacuating people. And guess what? The Joker is in Harvey's room. It's what we already talked about. Hi. And like him getting all crazy about it. And then introducing <sighs> the whole thing of chaos and agent of chaos. And I'm not a schemer. Those people were schemers. You were a schemer. Now you're not a schemer. Gives him the gun heads you live tails you die uh and it's like fuck yeah that's good you know what i mean this is such a great thing and he flips the and now we're talking flips the coin gets it and we cut away uh harvey is now out on the prowl uh joker evacuates the hospital along with everybody else uh what is it 50 some patients and anthony michael hall get in one van that's or the thing that's gonna be where joker goes he walks out he starts blowing the thing up it starts going then it stops blowing up and he looks at the thing and shakes it and hits it again and then finally it blows up again and what is great iconic. dude this is one of those scenes where if you've ever directed anything, this should give you anxiety because it's done in one shot as he's walking out, hits the thing, everything blows up, the giant uh, bridge tumbles behind him and the whole fucking building collapses as he gets into the car and it pulls off and it's perfect, that shot. You have to imagine there was like 15 other cameras recording everything just for coverage, but it's so well done. A uh, fun thing here is that the original intent was for the Joker to scar Dent during the Joker's trial in the third film. Uh, but Christopher Nolan said if he had known he was going to make another sequel for sure, Harvey Dent wouldn't have died in this one. So it's interesting just like timeline-wise of movies getting greenlit and all this stuff that th- this movie could have been wildly different. Mm. Wait, so that means that the movie would have just ended a lot? It just would have been different enough, but then, yeah, it would have just started. The third one was going to start with the the trial of Joker, and Harvey was still going to be a good guy. Got it. But, that makes sense because they probably could have so they could have cut 20 minutes out here and just gone to the what I think is the more compelling scenes, which is the fairy stuff that's coming up. The the explosion stuff that was uh, an accident. You know, the whole like him being like, why isn't it exploding? Because like it, the third explosion one, didn't go off when it was supposed to. That's why isn't he that looks the back. rumor though? No, I think it's yeah. true. Or is it GreenRant.com. Heath Ledger improvised Joker myth. What really happened? Oh. Heath Ledger's information skills in the Dark Knight have been overblown thanks to the internet myth. The talented actor went against type uh, cast cast as Joker in the Nolans, blah, blah, blah. Uh, uh, his work as Joker, it's basically, I had a better line than that. But <laughs> I thought the same thing and I was going to bring it up, but this Google of a 2020 article actually says, no, it wasn't. All right. That it wasn't improv at all. I, I hear you. I remember hearing that too. But like that's it's uh, too perfect to be improv. It's so exactly perfect. the way he gets into it, right? Yeah, yeah. If that was, that's like the best improv ever. I mean, so, it's, it's according to this article, it was there to keep him safe. Like it actually was planned, and that's why get him away from the, the explosion or whatever. Yeah, because he was doing all that shit practically, right? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. It, I mean, it's the usual problem of the internet. Of I'm reading one article, and then obviously <laughs> everyone's like, "Oh no, this is the exactly next article what says." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I didn't go that far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not. Yeah, yeah. Or wasn't. 
Yeah, what a cool story about the behind. This is from comicbookmovie.com. What a cool story behind the scenes of that movie. The problem is it's false. Oh, uh, special effects was able to come staring, which Heath, Heath would actually be walking out of the building because what Chris worked out is that if we put a little beat where the first set of explosions stops, as if something's gone wrong, the Joker just takes a second to look surprised, and the audience is surprised. Then the major demolition comes, and he jumps straight into the school bus. And that way, he was able to come up with a practical scenario uh, in which he could actually <laughs> take the principal actor, walk him out of a building that's about to be destroyed, and literally drop the building to the ground. So yeah, it wasn't improv oh, at all. But I remember man. hearing that too. Again, we digress though, and we're back to the plot now. It's blown up. They've driven away. While that's happening, Harvey is now on his killing spree. He goes after uh, Wurtz, who's drinking at a bar, flips the coin for him. He gets the death thing. He dies. Um, then he get he gets into Marco or Maroni's uh, Eric Roberts uh, car. We get some coin flips there. Eric doesn't die from it, but the dri- he flips it again. I thought it was game. That was for your driver, and he puts on his seatbelt. Like put on your seatbelt, Eric Roberts. Car flips. Fucking you know he should. Everybody should be dead, but no big deal. I think he is um, dead, right? Because at the end they say five people were killed. More seatbelt. Yeah, no, he's dead. I'm saying everybody should be dead, including Harvey Dent. I don't think yeah. he should have. He had a seatbelt on. on. Okay, seatbelt save lives. Um, so then uh, we go from there, and we're into the end loop here. So this is where – oh, I skipped it earlier. After the redhead guy had told Morgan Freeman all this money in R&D, he had asked – Wayne about that. Wayne had said, yes, but I'm playing it very close to the vest. It's a government contract. And then there's a, uh, Morgan Freeman gets a report of a break-in in R&D. He goes down there and finds this giant widescreen monitor with all these different things on it. He walks in. Bruce explains it to him that, yeah, he's like, immediately Lucius like, you turned every uh, cell phone into a uh, listening device. You know what I mean? And that's fucking fucked up, and I don't like that, and I won't be a part of it. He's like, you just need to be a part of her for one night. We need to get the fucking Joker talking to it, and that way we can find him and we can stop him. I got to stop this man. And he's like, fine, but as, you know, consider this my resignation. As long as this uh, thing is in the building, I won't be in. And he also tells him, you know, nobody should have this much power. And he's like, I know. That's why I gave it to you. And when you're done, just type in your name, and it's all over. You'll see what happens. He's like, all right, cool, whatever. Um, so then now, yeah, Joker had, uh, made the announcement, right. That he's going to kill some people tonight and that uh, if Batman doesn't reveal himself and that, uh, the bridge and tunnel crew wouldn't like it. And so they're ferrying people out of Gotham and there's these two fairies that both stop and then they both can't talk to each other. And one's full with convicts and one filled with normal people. And when they go downstairs, they, in the, inside of the, the, the fairies, they find all the things ready to explode. And they also find a little gift wrap package. They open it up. It's a thing in there with an ignition. You turn, you'll, according to the Joker, who's eventually starts talking about all this, you'll blow up the one across from the, the river from you. You guys have until midnight to make a decision. If neither of you blow your, blows the other up, I'll blow you up. Uh, of course, Joker's talking about all this while he does this. Uh, Lucius is able to get it there. Batman's able to tell Gordon and GCPD where he's at. So everybody's like, good, we got this thing kind of under control. Uh, from there, we got a bunch of stuff in the fairies of, you know, the convicts want everybody to die, but they've got shotguns over there. The people, they don't want to, then they decide they're going to vote. So they vote and overwhelmingly. I hated the voting shit. I know, I right? The overwhelmingly, they're like, we're going to blow everybody. We're, we're going to blow up the bad guys. They had their chance. I felt but like everybody on that fucking boat. Everybody on that boat, loved, too big of a pussy to fucking turn the trigger. I would have Jesus loved for Christ. them to make the voting a lot more complicated than it really should have been. Like, <laughs> like they had, like, representatives. Paper, one to ten, how much you want to blow up the other yeah, thing. Then we'll so. add Everybody up all raise the your hand. hand. All right, 400 hands. Up, like, 7, <laughs> like, it, it was so Here, stupid. Dude. We were watching this, and D was like, what would we do in this situation? I was like, well, what would any right-minded person would do? Wait for everyone to start voting, and then slip out the back and jump into the water and just swim away. They would have blown you up. up. They said if, anyone, if one person jumps out, they'll blow it up. 
I, I, I dress in dark clothes. You're not going to see me. I'm willing to take this chance. I'm willing to take a chance. <laughs> I think this whole thing is is great as an as a yeah, concept. I think awesome. it does. It really works. And like none of the stuff bothers me. The voting and all that. I think it's it is what it is. I just think that this is proof of how great this movie is. That's so late. We're introduced to this thing that would be the best part of another movie. Oh, but to me, climax. it's just kind of like just. Just another thing going on here, and it builds into the Joker's character so well. Like where it ends up that they end up not neither boat blows up, and then they actually don't blow up because the Joker is a man of his word to that extent this time. I just think it's so cool. It adds such well, depth to the Joker's no, the, character no, as a at whole. midnight. If they didn't blow each other up, they both get blown up. That's why Joker up. has the another the remote game, yeah. that would have taken them both out. And I assume that like blowing one of them up would have blown both up just because it's Joker. I yeah. I was I was, I was, I was wondering if it was the Racial Dawes Harvey Yeah, Dent that's thing, what I was going to say. He tried to trigger they blow themselves up. Yeah. Yeah. Did anyone else? I just watched um, the Fifth Element, which by the way I still love. But um, that actor that's in this, uh, his name is Tommy Gary Tiny Oldman. Lister. No, yeah. no, no. Um, also Gary Oldman. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, the guy that played Debo in Friday is in this. And he's, yeah, like, he's, like, he's always going to be yeah, Debo to me. He's he's always be Debo. And Debo's I love that he's in this and he's still super scary because he's fucking gigantic and, and he's very intimidating. But what, he's so goofy in, in, as Debo and as in The Fifth Element that I'm like, I can't see him as a serious convict, but it's okay. Oh, I love it. I, and I like his line when he just gets up and he's all intimidating. Do, like, you, you, know, you don't know how to take ago. a life. You don't want you you don't you don't know how to take a life and you don't know how to do anything. So just give it to me and I'll do what you should have done a long time ago. And it throws it right out the window. I, know, I love that. I was like, oh, fuck, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, so meanwhile, yeah, all that's happening. We've already said everything that happens over there. They yeah, vote, and like I said, all the pussy me. civilians over there, they can't do it. They can all say they want to kill these guys, but none of them get their hands dirty. You know what I mean? Yep. Kevin, could you turn the tr- could you turn the key? Kevin, definitely. Kevin would be champing at the bit. Uh, am I the, the criminal key. or which boat am I in? Which boat am I You're on the regular boat. You're on the human boat. Uh, human, the human I mean, boat. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like we, like you gotta, you gotta be like, hey, they're not gonna turn it. We can't turn it. Throw the throw the thing out. I will say, I will say, when 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 Debo walks up to the cop, yeah, and the cop sent an exum with the shotgun wants no part of this. No, <laughs> like he's he's holding the shotgun because it's part of his job. But he's like, if I could be anywhere else right now, <laughs> like this dude has a shotgun. He's supposed to be like a symbol of authority, and he's just kind of like not even looking at Debo or the conversation happening. He's like, fuck this, dude. Fuck this. So, anyways, uh, Gordon and the the goons show up, and they're staring into the the building where the Joker is, and they can see all the doctors uh, are on the ground, and all the clowns are up there with Uzis or whatever. And Batman's like, it's never that. He shows up. He's like, it's never that simple. You know, give me 10 minutes in there. And he's like, no, you can't have that much. They're, they're having a, they've had a fractured relationship here, right? Like, everything's gone wrong. Gordon can't, you know, just turn this over to Batman, but Batman jumps off. He's like, all right, give him two minutes or whatever. Uh, Batman heads over there and quickly pieces together. Well, he doesn't quickly. He flies into through a window, knocks down one of the uh, uh, bad guys, and it takes off the mask and turns out it's actually Anthony Michael Hall again. The, the, actually, the hostages are the bad guys. The hostage takers are the good guys. They've been made up to look like this because Joker's crazy and stuff. So he can't get that message to Gordon and the crew, though. Uh, Gordon gets a call from Barbara 1, who says uh, Jim 2 and Barbara 2 ha- and her have been taken <laughs> hostage in there. He needs to get over here. JJ and BJ. <laughs> oh, man. Man, uh, yeah, it doesn't work. Uh, 
<laughs> so like uh gordon's like oh god so he runs out of there nobody's listening anymore over there so the cops just start going into the place nobody's gonna there's no way for batman to tell them that this is what's going on so batman then has to start fighting the police officers and then also like doing all the cool stuff with like his ropes and shit to knock people's legs out to get them out of the line of fire to take them out and do all this and it's it's a cool scene as he runs around does a bunch of action thing uh eventually he runs up finds joker at the top you know, here's the payoff to your suit and dogs and shit. Dogs run at him. He fucks these Rottweilers up. Dude, them. relentless. Fuck. Just throws yeah. them down. What I have what to assume do? was thirty to fifty stories. Just they work for the Joker. They knew the risks. Yeah, he can't reason with them as much <laughs> as he the like. They put their little. True. They put their little paw print on the line, like yeah. Porter does. I imagine and he just signs his little yeah. wife. Yeah, there's still not enough you could do to not make them look like silly toys, like sure. rubber, big like fat rubber dolls. Yeah. yeah, like it really reminds me of again. Like I, I talked about this recently, but when, when we were when we were reacting to all the things going to Disney Plus and Benji, the dog was one of them, and like the cougar gets knocked off a cliff, and it's just like this really shitty like doll. <laughs> there's still that, but like luckily they cut away fast enough to where you don't get the full effect, but it's totally just a shitty little doll. This makes me happy. Uh, so then Batman and Joker get up there. Uh, Joker's able to, f- what the, it was when the dogs get, got, hit him. So he got over there and started pounding him on with the pipe and stuff. And he got pushed back. And I, what does he do to fuck up the sonar? The sonar goes offline for some reason. He hits him out of the fucking pipe. Yeah, that was yeah. it. And so he uses that then to knock him down and then pin him under some kind of like guillotine kind of structure thing to pin Batman down there with his arm up here. Uh, and this is where he does the here we as he washes over the boats, the boats don't explode. Uh, so he has to take his attention off of Batman, gets out his little uh, device, and then he also does the. Did I ever tell you how I got these scars? No, but I'll tell you how I got these ones. And he fires it's the a great ah! fucking line. Out of his hand and cuts <laughs> uh, Batman tosses him over the side, then, then, like Andy talked about earlier, shoots it down, grappling hooks his leg, very like Batman 89. Well, except he saves him this time, brings him up, and then you know he hangs upside down and gives this amazing fucking speech, right? Of like, you and me are destined to do this forever, and I just love that so much. So it's good. such a good, you know, IRL, whatever you want to call, it, I guess, live action interpretation of Batman and Joker, right? Of you're too much fun, like you know, I have no rules. You have this one rule, and this is how we're going to do this forever. It's like, oh god, so good. I loved the editing on this too, where we never see Joker upside down. Joker's always, he's hanging, but he's shot the right way. So when he's talking to Batman, he's just kind of swinging back and forth, but his well, face is right side up. It's, you see him upside down for a second, but as yeah. he starts talking, the camera. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. While well, there's dialogue happening so there, because yeah. it's like they're just like, they're equals. They're on the same point here. It's fucking and awesome. I love, I love the last moment. I don't know if they did this on purpose or not, or how, how, how close they got with the minutia, the blocking. But the last time you see him, he's as he's laughing, he like pushes himself off or swings away and he kind of goes out of focus for a little bit. Mm. It's so fucking creepy. It's so good. Uh, Batman takes off as the cops get there. They apprehend Joker, but Batman's got to go worry about this Harvey Dent business. Uh, Yeah, Gordon gets to where Rachel died. That's where Barbara 1, Barbara 2, and Jim 2 are all held up by Harvey. Barbara and BJ. (laughs) (laughs) Barbara, BJ, and JJ are all there. Um, and so, yeah, you know, he runs in, he gets knocked, or Gordon gets knocked down. Harvey's there in his two-face suit, full-on two-face suit. Right. I'm going to kill the person you love most in your family. Exactly. Oh, I can't think of it. Is it this one? No. Hey, my family. Oh, it's the <laughs> son. <laughs> right, it's gonna, son. Okay, we got it. Never, right? Anybody but my son. Yeah, just. <laughs> I don't. I forgot her name. 
You could. <laughs> I'm Barbara. Barbara? Really? We named her Barbara. Well, I seem like a mistake. Kill her. Uh, you? <laughs> oh, and yeah, there's this whole thing. Like, don't take it out of me. Take it on this. Blah blah. Yada yada yada. Uh, Batman shows up. He's like, No, Harvey, you don't have to do this. You and Harvey, you know, Harvey's like, No, I got to do this. And he's like, it, it was us three. We three made this bed, and this is, you know, our actions led to this. We should be tried. And Harvey's like, Okay. So he flips for Batman. Batman gets shot in the abs. Uh, then he flips for himself. Harvey Dent. He comes up. He doesn't. Ballsy die. move. Going for himself second. I would have definitely saved myself for last. You yeah, know? He's not a bad guy. He's an agent of chaos now or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, uh, yeah, it's time to flip for uh, Gordon's son, right? Because he does decide to kill the son or whatever. I don't know. He's like, no, punish me. He goes, I am punishing you yeah. for killing your favorite. Lied to him. Lied him like, I lied to Rachel. Yeah. Uh, he flips the coin. Batman inter- interjects and runs over there and just pushes him off the side of the fucking building. Yeah. <laughs> definitely kills him, right? Oh yeah, he's dead. oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So the whole thing about again that one law of his was like I don't kill people. This was again full tool belt full of shit that he could have used. Instead, he decides to just risk the kid's life shoot and a grappling hook into yeah, his this, skull. Again, he's fucking. He has a handhold, but he's also weak because he lets go. Remember, I think he might have maybe. I mean, they don't show it, so whatever. But he might have tried to grab Harv. You know what I mean? That might have been no, the play. It's, it's not that. It's just again, it's one of those things where I'm like, he his grand plan is Batman. We've seen this guy. He, remember the in the in the uh, uh, climax of the last movie, he figured out how to fucking like he throws the thing and the the wind comes in and then he parachutes himself out of the thing. I'm like, wow, that was elegant. And this one, he's like, fuck it, just just like a linebacker. He's I'm gonna take this dude shit, down. Like he he's on his last legs. It seemed like that shot maybe went through the, the like the you know the a weak spot in the thing and maybe he's remember actually when, shot when they, when they talk about the armor yeah he, he's like he was like uh so you'll be able to turn your head but you'll be very susceptible to uh knife uh, knife wounds and and gunshots to which i would have replied <laughs> well thank god the the villains of gotham don't use either of those things to attack people thankfully they're just using billy clubs you want to be fast. what do you want if you want to be fast you got to be fast you got to be risking it man yeah. and 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 i think that matters a lot more because when bruce wayne is fighting throughout this whole movie you you're not just thinking oh he's bulletproof like it's fine you know anybody who shoots at him he'll be totally fine there feels like there's more risk throughout a lot of these fights yeah so but anyway things too is like why wear the armor at all right if you're gonna if if, if a well, shot no, from i mean it still works way, though I guess it did work, but yeah. all I'm saying is I would have. This is one of those moments where I'm like, again, I think I feel like the blocking here is just very convenient for the storytelling. Where like we've seen him throw batarangs at, at like at fucking lights from like 300 feet away and still hit spot on one after the other, boom, boom, boom. You can't hit a guy's hand. You can't hit him in the fucking face. I don't know. Harvey's dead. Batman's laying there. Gordon comes down. Uh, Batman's yeah, and it's the whole thing of um. You know, this is uh, he's dead and this fucking sucks, right? He went crazy. He went bad at the end here. That's going to ruin everything. He's going to LP conviction is going to be overturned. He's going to ruin people's hope in Gotham. He's killed the hope of Gotham. Joker won. And Batman's like, no, he didn't. And you have to show the true face of Gotham and turns it away to be Harvey Dent's face. Like they're martyr They're You know, this man who died for the good thing. And he's like, well, what are you going to do? There's five people dead. We can't wipe that off the record. He's like, well, you can put it on me, though. And this is the conversation, obviously, that's iconic in speech or whatever. of just like he can take this. Batman is, you know, not a person. Batman is is a symbol. Right. And he can be whatever Gotham needs him to be. And right now, Gotham needs him to be the bad guy so that Harvey can die the good guy. And so he tells Gordon to call it in. Uh, then he takes off running very, and we get a long shot of Batman just running <laughs> and, then, and Jim Jr. Comes down JJ and he's like, why is he running Danny? We have to chase him. Right. Nick, this is like your favorite yeah. thing in the world. Oh. 
Why? Because he's not a hero. He's not. He's not the hero that Gotham wants. It's the hero that Gotham needs. He's not, he's our. I forget the line here, but the when it ends with just he's our fucking Dark Knight. And, and, just, and then Gordon turns and around. And title screen. Title screen. Oh, God. He's our watchful Damn. guardian, our something, something, our dark knight. And then it's just, he's just going. By the way, this is the one scene where I'm like, I don't give a fuck that it makes no sense that there would just be a blaring white spotlight at the end of a tunnel where cars are going through. It's awesome. That shot of him just covering the light as he overtakes it and it just goes, womp, thumb, thumb, duck, duck, thumb. Oh. Marhal FC in the chat says end. best ending of a movie ever. ever I think ever. it is. Because like for a movie this damn good to end with this thing that like honestly they, it could have not had this. They could have just had a normal ending and it would have been like fuck that movie was amazing. With this it's like it is legitimately one of the best movies of all time. It is such a fucking amazing story with amazing characters and having that end wrap it all up in a way that's like wow. Wow you must have had that shot in your mind yeah to make this entire thing like we just gotta get there in the best way possible he wrote this whole thing with the ending in mind i guarantee it and i don't even this is how much this ending is good you guys know i'm very nitpicking and probably annoying the chat right now they literally reuse a scene (laughs) they reuse a shot from earlier in the movie in this and i don't fucking care it's still so good the shot of him going through the traffic which i don't know why they even put that in there but that was a shot like when he was going to 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 save rachel and it's either the same shot or they use that similar footage from that that day but man, the whole the way it just ends, it just fucking ends. I'm telling you, man, it's it's ed- it's the editing and it's Nolan and it's Hans Zimmer and they know how to end the movie, man. Like I just immediately when you talk about best endings ever. I think of Inception is probably like my favorite ending ever, where I am always brought to tears, not because I'm sad or ha- I'm like I'm just hyped and the music's so good and I have all this sort of wave of emotions. But at the end of this, yeah, last night I was like. I'm crying right now, dude. Like yeah, I absolutely I, I just I love how it all just sort of wraps up so perfectly. But how rad are the bad guys, Andy? What's up, everybody? Welcome to a podcast within a podcast. We call Rad Guys Talk Bad Guys, where we rank the villains of the Batman cinematic universe that we're using for in review. Right now, ladies and gentlemen, uh the Ragu Roga. It's the bad guy. Rad guys talk. Brad guys talk. The rogues gallery look like this. Number one, 89 Joker. Number two, Roz and Scarecrow from Begins. Number three, Phantasm. Number four, Batman Returns. Max Penguin and Cat. Number five, Batman and Robin from Batman and Robin. Number six, Batman Forever's uh, Riddler and Two Face. Uh, number seven, yeah, number seven, uh, 66 uh, Catwoman, Riddler, Joker, and Penguin. Uh, where do we want to rank Keith Ledger's Joker? Number four, right above Riddler. Yeah. Two Face. Yeah, kind of overrated. <laughs> <laughs> I just think he nailed the character. Fucking kidding, dude. For real, not funny. For real, this way. Like, obviously, Joker's amazing, but I love how they deal with Harvey Dent and Two Face in this, mm-hmm. where they kind of give him the scarecrow treatment for me. In the end, of he did everything he had to do. Sure, Two Face could have lived, and Two Face could have done a lot of other crazy stuff. But I love that we got enough Two Face antics, and we're not going to get a million more of these Batman antics, these, these Batman movies, right? Like yeah. we got to see an amazing villain rise and fall within one movie in a time that when I first watched this movie, I didn't know Two Face was in this. Like it was a shock to me. Like I knew Harvey Dent was, I didn't know that he turned into Two Face, and for them to handle it as well as they did, mm-hmm. it is just so ridiculously impressive. And Scarecrow made a fun appearance, building out this Batman universe that I, I feel just like feel Scarecrow so damn makes good. a disappointing appearance, but. It does build up the universe. 
And I Again, like he's just relegated to selling crack on the sidewalk. He's the but fall. he's the last crack dealer fall. out there. You know what I mean? And he's selling yeah. f- uh, like fear toxin crack. It's like the a- it's like the last airbender. Yeah. Number one with a bullet. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like I mean, the, the, last the plans all come together. His performance is so great. Like everything's fantastic. It's so Haiku. good. It makes you wish that, that that Batman was better in the movie. Seven syllables in the middle. You need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny, just like Fighting Wombat did to write your review in haiku form. Dent dies a hero. Batman is deemed a villain. Why so serious? Hmm. Bria Rabbit says, how can Harvey blink? Why did a great Joker die? Batman will kill dogs? Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, he does. That's, that's you gotta kill a dog once If it's you or the dog, you gotta take the dog out. They put their pop around. I gotta kill 50% of dogs as well. I like you committing to them signing. Aggressive expansion? We're in. Nolan is not the director we deserve, but the one that we need now. Andrew Feisner says, does he have a plan with a deadly switcheroo? Joke's on you, Batman. Joke's on you. Grant Burton, those aren't hockey pads. It's a damn near perfect film. Maybe a bit long. And that's the reviews. It's so crazy, though. It's such a long movie, but every scene is just so captivating, man. It's It's very good. So now we're we're about to to rank the movies. But, Andy, I'm right there with you with it where it's it's long, but this is one of the very few examples that I'm not saying it's too long or things should have been cut. This reminds me a lot of Princess Mononoke where it feels like a season of an amazing TV show presented in in movie form where it's so fleshed out. You don't need the previous movie to, like, have this standalone as a fucking amazing movie that you kind of are told everything you need to know. But with it, it's somehow just even stronger. Yeah. Can you bring up the rankings, please, Kevin? Number one, we currently have Batman Begins. Number two, Batman 89. Number three, Mask of the Phantasm. Number four, Batman Returns. Number five, Batman Forever. Number six, Batman and Robin. Number seven, Batman 66. And number 12, Catwoman. (laughs) Where do we put The Dark Knight? Number Uh, one with the bullet. I'll be number one with the bullet. I think the only argument you could make against it being number one is that it's not, and I'm not making this argument, but I understand people's argument that it's not, it's more of a Joker film than a Batman film. I would make that argument. I mean, I think, I think the Dark Knight is a better movie. I think if if the argument I always hear that I always vibe with is the Batman Begins is a better Batman movie. And I, and I, and you know, I, I know I like to harp on the, the choreography a lot, but if you if you're not smart about how you put him on screen, he does come off looking just like a dude in a costume, and that and there's such a thin line between that 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 and him actually being Batman, and I think this movie crosses over it a couple times, unfortunately. Um, you know, we we do get a goofy running scene where we all made fun of Michael Keaton for looking goofy when he was running down the alley. We get that at the end of this a little bit. We're just so caught up in the emotion of it that it doesn't matter because the story we've just seen is so unbelievably um, deep and emotional. But I mean, Dark Knight is undeniably a better movie. But I enjoy Batman Begins as a Batman action film more. Yeah, I, it's interesting for me because, like I said last week, Batman Begins definitely has impressed me so much. And every time I watch it, I just appreciate it more and more and more. Whereas Dark Knight, I feel like I appreciate it as much as I always have. And that's not a, a knock against it because I always gave it a, a 10 out of 10. Uh, but I still think that this is a demonstrable step up from batman begins and i understand the idea of batman himself isn't the most batman he's ever been but i still think this is a better batman movie because batman isn't 
the only thing that makes a Batman movie. It's it is the bad guys. It is what he's doing. It is totally. the side characters, and True. it's the Bruce Wayne and Batman elements of it all. And I think that they commit to it. And while I agree that I enjoy seeing the Batman elements in Begins more than the the bullet detective work or the sonar action scenes, it's like at least they commit to the the world in this one. And it's like that is this Batman. This Batman does not need to come down from skylights. He's going to go in the nightclub and just get what he has to get done and get on the dope ass motorcycle and go away. I think it's uh, also worth giving appreciation to the fact that like for, especially for us watching Batman every week, right? A different Batman movie. This is the most logical thing we've seen in terms of him giving up being Batman or announcing he's Batman, right? I think we've harped on that before where all these other movies where they're just going to shut down the cave or he's just going to hang up being Batman, his life's crusade or whatever. The way it's forced into this, the Joker's forcing him to do it and he's going to do it in front of everybody. Like, it makes sense for why he he's trying to stop this guy that's completely unreasonable and the actual struggle he would have is Alfred's like, persevere, press on. Batman can take this. Batman can be hated by people right now because he's more than that. I think it's a really interesting argument. I I've, I guess going into this movie, I've always kind of been of the mind that, yes, this is more of a Joker movie and we see we don't see a whole lot of Bruce Wayne. But after like this is similar to Batman Begins, where I hadn't seen it in a long ass time. Um, but I was kind of surprised by as much of Bruce Wayne that we did get with all of the uh, with going to China uh, to get Lao with um, the the detective work stuff, everything with him and. Uh, and Alfred, I just I think there was a lot more Bruce Wayne in this than I remembered because it was such a Heath Ledger vehicle. But um, yeah, man, I mean, this movie just kind of blows me away every time I watch it. It blows me away more and more every time I watch it. It's so it's so well thought out and so clever. And there's that's one thing I love about anything that has to do with it. when a movie can kind of wow me in show me how clever it can be with all of joker's kind of fuckery i just love that stuff and i think it's like this movie has that in all over the place again like tim mentioned the those sort of like uh dual planes of action stuff that happens three times in this movie and it's awesome every damn time and like nolan's just so good at doing that shit so it's number one on the batman list but where does it rank on the nolan list currently number one interstellar that's that's it that was the vote Number one. Yeah. Does anybody argue? Number no, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just making sure. I can't, I can't argue that Dark Knight's not Batman, Batman Begins. I just like Batman Begins more as a Batman film, but come on, it's got to go number one. Uh, number one, Interstellar. Number two, Inception. Number three, Batman Begins. Number four, The Prestige. Number five, Memento. Number six, Dunkirk. Number seven, Following. And number eight, Insomnia. I'm going to throw it out. I think this is number one. I think that this is the best movie we've ever reviewed in In Review. Whoa. You talking about civil war in there? You know what I mean? Or what's? what's the... I'm sorry. Did you not watch Endgame? Like, you fucking yeah, Endgame. Monster? That's what I meant to say. Did you not watch Endgame? You're Infinity monster? War. Come on, chill out. Let's never make statements. Let's do a whole I show would say about for that. The, for, yeah, I was gonna say for no for Nolan in review, I'd put it number one as well. I would put it at number two. I, I still, I, I mean, I I love that love, gravity, huh? I just love Interstellar. I love everything <laughs> that movie is. I think it's so unique, and I think it's so. It, it's just that's more of a Nolan film. I think he did a great job with The Dark Knight, but man, when I watch Interstellar, it is so much more emotional for me on such a deeper level. And I think a lot of the science, because it is real, because he doesn't have any weird bullet magic bullshit technology in this. But he has the love thing. Because it is real. (laughs) Because it's rooted in some level of like real science versus that bullet, which is just complete fucking magic. What about the love thing? I thought you didn't like it. 
Listen, it's, to it's, me, a, it's a dimension down to itself, love. You don't yeah. know about it. You don't even know about it. Carries out your dog to sign up for the Joker again. Put his little fucking paw print on the car and let him ride lightning, man. I mean, like. I, I feel like Interstellar is a phenomenal movie, but I, I just like this movie the whole time. It's It's been a little while since I've seen it, and the whole time, and I've seen it many times. It keeps me on the edge of the, my seat, and it's like, I know what's coming next, but it still has these moments that's like that are so good, but there's so many of them that like you'll forget some of them, when, like you know, when, and uh, it's this movie's some crazy kind of magic. Yeah, I I would, fuck. I want to give extra points to Interstellar and Inception for them being these sort of like original concepts and just the the thought that goes behind all the writing and the creativity that those uh, movies have. But I think like as we were watching The Dark Knight last night, all I could think is like, man, we're so lucky to have this movie mm-hmm. because it's so hard to make something this special from from a comic book movie. And granted, yeah, there have been like amazing MCU re- movies. I'm not trying to take that away um, the love from those. But like the idea that a Batman movie <laughs> can be can be this damn good. And, you know, coming from like Schumacher and coming from all those other movies, like it's just it's a fucking special movie. And I yeah, I would put this number one. Yeah. Andy, what you, what you just said right now about like that, that uh, Interstellar and Inception, like are their own things that like don't have a previous property that they're building on to me that's the craziest part of it like we all have a vision of batman and this came in there and even with like the dark knight comic like this still like left us all like whoa it's so cool like certain aspects of this explore the like the mythos in a like fundamentally awesome way yeah it's really good man so dark knight is now number one uh Mm -hmm. you can see the list there as follows uh next week we will return with the dark night rises but before then this week we're also doing conjuring in review uh this week we're doing the curse of la llorona now nick this is a message for you and you specifically Mm -hmm. okay there's Mm -hmm. two la llorona movies that came out in the same year yeah don't watch both (laughs) make sure make sure you watch the curse of la llorona which one's the one with the kids in the car that's the curse curse. okay Okay. the other one is better though nick okay i'll watch them both (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if I agree. Well, you know, no future spoiler. Oh, man. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, love you guys. This has been awesome. Till next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. <laughs>